Was that what it was like in the old days, Will? Everybody riding out, shooting, smoke all over the place, folks yelling, bullets whizzing by? I guess so. Shit. I thought they was gonna get us. I was even scared a little, for just a minute. Was you ever scared in those days? I can't remember. I was drunk most of the time. I shot that fucker three times. He was taking his shit. He went for his pistol and I blazed away. First shot, I got him right in the chest. Say, Will? Yeah? That was the first one. First one what? First one I ever killed. Yeah. You know how I said I shot five men? It weren't true. Um, that Mexican that come at me with a knife, I just busted his leg with a shovel. I didn't kill him or nothing either. Well, you sure killed the hell out of that fella today. Hell yeah. I killed the hell out of him, didn't I? Three shots and he was taking a shit. Take a drink, kid. You should take a drink too, audience. Where we are going, there ain't no justice besides the kind you can build with your own hands. We are all unforgiven tonight on Nightcaps. Welcome to a new episode of Someone Take Over because I'm not doing this shit anymore. Nightcaps at my house. <laughs> at the Night, theater. Nightcaps are playing at my house. Yes, my welcome, house. Welcome. So, uh, do we have any television and movie news before we get started with tonight? You know, I don't, I don't uh, know. Anyone it looks like Disney is unlikely to rehire mm-hmm. James Gunn. James Gunn. I was going to say Gunn. Paul Gunn. Yeah. But they did James put out Gunn. that statement. Yeah. Uh, the I like that statement. I agreed with it a lot. Yeah, I, the, for those not in the know, if you don't have Twitter or live in the rock <laughs> or, you know, um, have no eyes or senses and stuff, the Guardians cast signed a, a, a statement. Yeah, about a statement in with, support, yeah, support of James, James Gunn. Gunn. So I guess I lean more towards his side now, being a, a third party to this issue, not caring. <laughs> I guess I care a little more after that statement. Somebody made a good point. I mean, Disney has a pretty good recent track record of hiring directors, but somebody was like, they could easily just go for someone who's trying to uh, imitate James's gun, James Gunn's style, James's Gunn's James's <laughs> style, and just fail miserably because it's it's one of those things that's really easy to ape from like a, a superficial standpoint. It's like, oh, irreverent superheroes. It, it, it's it's kind of like a fine line between actually funny and just like what am I watching? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it, I think it's just more on the trope. Where it's like 
I think Disney wanted to double down on this because uh, it had to do with the Roseanne debacle because that was ABC and it would you know owned yeah. by Disney. Well, Disney and, owns so, everything. Well, of, sure, of course they are. I'm I mean, pretty sure Disney owns us. Emperor Walt you know, is uh, <laughs> yay on high on his uh, frozen his throne. His mount of blood and, and pestilence. The man in the high castle. Oh, that too. <laughs> the frozen man in the high castle. <laughs> Heil Disney. I mean, uh, that's a different podcast. I mean, I, I mean. I mean uh, <laughs> Uh, Donald Duck did Heil Hitler yeah. at some point. Uh, Fuhrer and the Fuhrer. Fuhrer de Fuhrer. Is that the name of it? The mm. cartoon, I think so, yeah. But uh, I think that they just want to stick to their guns, uh, not their James mm-hmm. guns, uh, apparently. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, <tsh. laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, it, it makes sense. I, you know, it's unfortunate, but I, it's obviously that they'll, they'll hire another director. But, uh, um, yeah, I've, I, but he wears such fun floral shirts. That's why I like him. You know, look at him. Well, he is from New Zealand. Another reason. I think to say they all do. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, uh, I, there's not much more to say about this. I'm much more in, in, in gun seat for this, and I think it's blown too much out of proportion. I think it's just mm-hmm. all about Disney having to double down on like their recent um, hirings and firings and what they stand. <laughs> I, I say, I say, um, long live gun and and gun we trust. Mm. Yeah, same. James, get your gun. Yeah. <laughs> Who am I to throw the first tweet? <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh. Yeah, I'm disappointed in Disney for not like recognizing the nuance because I think the the Roseanne situation and James Gunn are pretty different. different. Yeah. Um, yeah, just in one terms of like the time of, period. The yeah. One is from a few years. Like back. that's a major thing. Yeah. Even removing all context, just that is, is a big deal. Truly asking the great question: Can people change? I think yeah. so. <laughs> I think we change all the time. We're we're just butterflies. <laughs> we're we're more we're like wallflowers, maybe. Ultimately, we'll live with uh, Guardians Volume Three. I'm still more upset about Disney getting rid of uh, Edgar Wright for Ant Man, and I ended oh, up that's watching a whole, that. That's a whole other can of worms. Yeah, I think that's so. a whole episode in itself. When yeah. we watch Ant Man. If I'm more disappointed with that, and I still that, ended up seeing Ant Man eventually, I'm going to watch that's all Guardians. Just like disagreements in terms mm-hmm. of script writing. Mm-hmm. Dot, yeah. Dot dot dot. dot so. That movie would have been great. It would have had a good soundtrack. We know so that. Good. It would have been great. Mm. Mm. All right, well, let's bang the gavel down on this James Gunn, and uh, let's continue to what we've watched this week. Um, television. Mm. Let's start with television. Anyone see any television? Ooh, uh, have you heard of this series called The Office? No. It's uh, it's playing on Comedy <laughs> Central. Oh. But, yeah, they've been marathoning like twenty hours a day. It's <laughs> anyway, that that's all Comedy I'm spending Central's my time really doing. Sunk to the bottom, hasn't it? <laughs> Even lower than I thought. Nothing, Even lower than last comic standing. Nothing but Tosh mm. at this point. Mm. Mm. But, uh, That's still a channel. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's more the Office Channel now, which is you know great. what? Ever since Crank Yankers went off the air, I stopped watching Comedy Central. <laughs> Wasn't it more MTV? I think they just switched networks. I remember it was on Comedy Central when I watched it. Yeah. So. So and drawn together like, when John Kether oh, went off not, the three o'clock time well, slot. Oh, I drawn left. together. That's come on multiple that's, weeks already. That's that's been repeated. Oh, I have all the seasons. That and was, the, that was pre-recorded. Awful right, X-rated movie. Right next to a bottle of lube and some tissues, <laughs> yeah, just in case I have to go there. <laughs> but uh, no, the Office. No, no. no. <laughs> what do you have to say about the Office? <laughs> it's if you if you're not watching it, you, you better get on it. Well, I don't, it I don't, Sixteen years late to I, that party. I don't want this show to get canceled. So you know, <laughs> make sure it gets some good ratings. Well, the nail-biting conclusion. The, yeah. the, the best way to not uh, end this. Uh, uh, finish a series is just don't watch the last episode. So, mm, that's there you go. Me with Hannibal. Oh, no, okay. okay real, no, in, in, in real news, trial okay. and error. Trial and error is a great show on NBC. Go watch it. Jokes are happening at a 
a, a joke every 10 seconds. It's great. Mm-hmm. Really funny. Cool. Who else is in that besides Kay? Uh, Kristen Chenoweth. Okay, and it's Kristen. got Nicholas D'Agostino, who, who I think plays Two Face in Gotham. Oh. But he, yeah, no, but well, 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 I know, I know. Oh. I don't even look at me. <laughs> that show is garbage. Oh, I know. Right. I'd never like seen him or heard of him before this, but he actually is a good comic actor. He's got some Mark good has spoken. Whatever <laughs> comic books. Uh, well, Kristen Chenoweth is only in season two. It's like a semi anthology. Season one is uh, based around John Lithgow's. Oh, John Lithgow. Yeah, John, Lith- John Lithgow and John Lithgow. I don't know. Oh. Uh, he he commits a crime and Nicholas D'Agostino plays like a lawyer trying to get him out. So, mm. and uh, who else is in there? Eh, other people. Other people. <laughs> All right. So, what's the what's the name of the show again? This is Trial, Trial and, and error. error. I was gonna say Crime boom, and Punishment, boom, boom. and I was like, that that joke's been made already. <laughs> what did you see, Mark? Anything on television? Boy, yeah, this is a dull week for me. I didn't really watch anything. Oh, uh, wow. Well, you just uh, sat in your room staring at the wall. I know that's about ninety percent of what I do <laughs> on a given give or take basis. But <laughs> until um, we let you out of the cage for the podcast, sure. Yeah. As I just like like clawed <laughs> yeah. clawed and going sanctuary, <laughs> <Yeah>. sanctuary. <laughs> no, I had uh, had a busy weekend. Uh, my nieces were over, so you know I, I was I had to you know cater to them and their and their young needs. Mm. But you no, know, we had a good time. Caught. Uh, about a half hour of Paddington. The first half hour. And, uh, yeah. and you didn't stay for the rest? <laughs> no. I, <laughs> Heathen. I, I had to uh, attend to some little girls. But no. They I, didn't like Paddington. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, they weren't watching it with girls you. girls were watching Paddington. It, it was like one of those things like, oh, I got a half hour before I, ha- I have to take care of uh, some younger ones. So. I like how you weren't watching it with them. I assumed you were together. <laughs> well, that's what I assumed. Well, apparently they had watched it before and I think they liked uh, it. Oh, okay. And uh, But no, like, I, I enjoyed any uh, anything that I was watching from it. Mm-hmm. And we've got an update to Paddington That's at the true. end of this. Um, television. I watched the first four episodes of Castle Rock, being that there's mm. only four episodes currently on Hulu, mm-hmm. and it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, it, is it doing anything like like combining his works? Yeah, everything. That's the point of the show, Mark. Uh, well, we, we, I it's mean... not like you're going to see Cujo running down the street and then Pennywise like John. <laughs> it's not like that. It's subtly like you'll get like a newspaper article be like dog kills. Oh, I, I have to walk my my sick dog. Yeah. How... Oh, look out! Also, oh, little girl. What... They're all gonna laugh at you. They're all gonna laugh at you. It, it's just like it's like every transition, you just see a different character pop in the yeah. frame. Well, like I jo- I jokingly like said this before, while because it was on uh, before the newest one, mm-hmm. and John did not like me like movie bashing it. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I I agree with some points, but I think it's a better movie than people let on, even though it's. A oh, worse movie than the book lets it, on. Yeah, I think most people really liked it, it though. Well, def- that's why the sequel got in. I just wanted, currently filming. For me, I just wanted more of a scare factor for Of course, it. we I, all yeah, did. Yeah, definitely. Um, yes. But, no, but what I was going to do was, uh, I, I, I brought up where it's like, is this just secretly Castle Rock a... Uh, <laughs> secretly uh, an adaptation of the Dark Tower series no. I, but like cause like you're already, you're already <laughs> seeing these correlations you're, 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 there's uh, what um, Shawshank is supposed to be a big yeah uh, Shawshank's big in, in all the other books too I'm I just, mean everything under it relates to the same beam and the the Stephen King universe that doesn't make any sense <laughs> but if you've read enough of his books you're like oh that's a reference oh that's a reference because it opens like you know with the guy from Lost Locke, I John Locke, yeah, yeah, I forget his name. Uh, Terry O'Gilliam, yeah, no, it's Terry, it's no, it's Terry, Terry, it's Terry something, yeah, Terry Quinn, 
Terry Crews. Yeah. Old Spice. Terry Oakwin? Terry Oakwin. Am I, am I adding an O? Um, anyways, he commits suicide, but like you hear the oh. the Nose de Figaro, which played in Shawshank, because he works at Shawshank Prison. He's listening to that on the radio as he kills himself. Right. So it's like, oh, there's a clue, there's a there's a hint, there's a, a thread for another Stephen King universe. Sissy Spacek plays the main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got other actors in there. They got all these things, but it's just okay. I think it's, it's something different. It's like a show that's it, trying to be, you know, its own Stephen King thing. Is anyone cursed thinner no unfortunately point. not but I curse you, you thinner, thinner lizard die clean white man from town oh, die a, clean that's an underrated bad <laughs> good Stephen that, King animation uh, I love the laugh that movie I love thinner um, anyways uh, they're already <laughs> thinking about season 2 of Castle Rock oh, alright um, they're gonna make an anthology season uh, series so they can go back in time right now it's set in current day Castle Rock they can make like time skips and they say That'd every cool. season's gonna be it's own unpublished Stephen King welcome book. to your new American Almost. horror story everybody and wait mm-hmm. for you all to hate it yeah but Ryan Murphy won't get but his you'll, you'll all watch him. it you'll all watch it because you just love Stephen King and you all love all the, those books I don't think art. a lot of people but it'll, it'll all be it. and it'll all be just trash well it's not trash I, I mean think. you said it's okay it's it can okay. just it can quickly just turn to that of course but I mean we're, we're, is, that, is that what you were when you were first watching American Horror Story I still watch American Horror Story but for but the it wrong is tra- reasons wait, that's it is still Ouch. Yeah, season uh, eight, Apocalypse. Oh Jesus! Uh, combination of Coven and the first season. Wow. Coming up last I heard was there were, next time. Last I heard was there were bees and Trump. Yeah, that was last season. For, oh, okay. For the listeners at Cult. home, I'm just shaking my head right now. Well, shake it. It's trash, but I watch it because I want to see Sarah's Paulson smoke a cigarette. <laughs> you can see that in any anything. <laughs> She's gonna get anything. <laughs> You, you guys. probably you could just watch a gift for an hour. You know I mean, she does it so well, though. Like she's done it all her life. Well, let's get on to some good television with uh, Sharp Objects. Mm. Please watch it; it's really good. Mm-hmm. Cinematography, it's beautiful. Music's good. Amy Adams, Sophia Lillis, all these people in the southern town. Murders are going on. Watch Sharp Objects. Even though I like it, even though they did a no-no for me. They the last episode was all subplots that weren't in the book. Okay. And it still worked. So I was like, all right. Damn. It should have been a solid six episodes. Had to push it to the naughty mm. eight. Don't know how I feel about that. Still very good. Um, let's transition to film. Any films? <laughs> Just give it a, a grimace. Didn't see anything film-wise? I already told you. I saw a half hour of Pennington and that was it. And yeah. I stared at a wall. And what a film that is. <laughs> um, I guess I'll start. I have two things. Uh, first, on Matt's Hulu, I watched Tragedy Girls. Which is Sounds kind a little of like familiar. it's kind of like a modern day Heather's. It's okay. cute. It's got like these no name actresses in it. It's cute. Hmm. It wasn't, you know, it was cheesy, kind of cheap. It was like whatever. Yeah, it's I, it's not something yeah, people will I be remembering. It because a few I heard years about it and it was like you know it seems up my alley with like serial killers that are like quirky and like don't care what they're doing and they're young teenage girls <laughs> in high school like oh okay. I want to be prom queen but we've got the serial killer that we kidnapped in her basement and we're learning from him. And it was Inter- cute. Interesting. Uh, it's kind of my genre, I guess. But, yeah. you know, not better than Heather's. I don't know what I was expecting, but that, cute. That almost sounds like... Uh, this is another movie that came out last year with Colin Farrell. I think it's uh, something... Uh, the Lobster. No. <laughs> no almost. But, yeah, yeah, almost. Uh, I think it's like something deer. It's, it's oh, deer Killing the Sacred Deer. Yes, very that's, good movie. That's what it sounds uh, like to That's me. a very good movie. That's not the same at all. Really? It's more of an art house, okay. like, psychological horror. This is like a campy, like, girl, did you see what I just did? Let's tweet about it. Mm-hmm. 
and almost sounds like, like a that. like Spring Breakers no, meets Heather. You couldn't get a more different pair of movies, Mark. Okay, but nice try. Um, and then our second thing, me and Matt just saw Christopher, Christopher Robin. Oh, Christopher. Was, yeah. So you it wanna, was cute. Yeah, you want to offer your thoughts before I go? I stab it. Yeah, lambast <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it. I thought it was a very cute film. Definitely worth watching well, if you Matt, have. Before we describe the film, we've got to describe our cinematic experience going to <laughs> oh, see the film. Oh, well, of course. So, me and Matt go preview night to Christopher Robin to the nine o'clock showing at Jersey Gardens on a Thursday. There's an Italian carnival in the parking lot. Yep. Literally, we don't know. Very how, strange. We've never we seen this before. We don't know how before. it got there. Seen Yeah, we were gonna hit a gypsy woman and, yeah. and get cursed, but it didn't happen. Unfortunately, there's an Italian carnival. We go in. We got our tickets. I was like, all right, maybe there's going to be, like, one skeezy person in the audience. You know, nope, the theater is completely empty. Completely empty. But before that, we go to get your popcorn and we meet these. Yeah. The, this saga unfolds. Because I, I'm I'm Star very excitable. <laughs> no, the saga of <laughs> Macabre's popcorn fetish. No. Very excitable recently. And uh, so I, I enter the theater. Uh, begin scene. And the lights dim. And the board, uh, the concession board lights up with prices. I see something I'd never spotted before. Popcorn bucket. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. Smoking a cigarette in the corner going, Mon Dieu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm used to seeing popcorn large or popcorn tub. Yeah. But now they've introduced, which is strange because tub sounds larger than bucket, but bucket is apparently as large as they come. And the special thing about this is that it's refillable. So you buy this bucket for $9.99 and you get to refill it throughout the year for just about 4 450 a refill, something like that. Which is ludicrous in itself. And uh, immediately I'm like, I believe the term is tree fitty. <laughs> Four fitty. Yeah. Four fitty. But uh, anyways, Matt didn't describe how he said this because he looks at the board and goes, Oh my God, oh damn, they got the popcorn bucket. And I'm like, Oh shit. I'm just standing there like, Whatever makes you happy, Matt. <laughs> well, this is something I've been eyeing for months. If it it's... makes you happy. <laughs> uh, so, I've, no, I've been eyeing this thing for months. This product <laughs> in particular. It's been uh, offered at AMC Classic Theater locations for a while. There's a, there's a whole list online. Nowhere around us. Not offered. So I, I was very disappointed because at first I thought it was at every location. I was like, yes, I'm going to get it, baby. That's pretty much like my reaction yesterday when I... When I finally laid eyes when on it. I first saw you. Mm-hmm. Dream girls. <laughs> so yeah, I spotted it. I was like, <laughs> I like fell back a little bit. <laughs> had a mini stroke. Yeah. Like I'm standing him in church. She fell John. back. Got the Elvis cape out. Like oh, Jesus. freedom. Oh God, freedom. John, John had to catch me and hold me up, and I was like, oh shit, they got the popcorn bucket here. Oh my God. <laughs> and I started foaming out the mouth, and uh, uh, a nice, a nice her, woman her and her older daughter. daughter, not yeah. a young daughter, an yeah, older daughter, probably because it's high nine school. o'clock on a Thursday night, so yeah. it's like during the summer. They're they're approaching the concession stand, yeah. and they see me, and I believe her words were, "What is he so excited <laughs> about?" And I go, "Well," <laughs> and I explain, "They got the popcorn bucket." No context, just that sentence, and they're like. Okay. Yeah, and then as math is frothing in the mouth for this, I have to like take these women aside and be like, 
he gets really excited for popcorn. <laughs> like I'm like his ward. Like I take him to the theater. Yeah, we together the three off. years. Yeah, now. literally. And that's kind of how it played the only out. Fault that he and has. I was like, whatever, whatever, whatever makes him happy. And like we have a laugh about it as like you know the strangers yeah. do. They're like, what? What is the popcorn bucket? Okay. And I explain. It's like, oh, you buy it once, you get to refill it every time. I'm just shaking like, my head. Like, sir, there's right. a line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was literally the four of us. Yeah, that there, was, was the there line. Was it was four of us in line. This, this theater was empty. And anyways, we get there, we find out that. They don't have the popcorn bucket, oh, they're sold so it's out. all a waste. But the saga does continue after the film. So let's review Christopher yep. Robin. We go in, no one's in the theater. I'm like, oh shit, it's about to turn up in here because the two of us are alone in the theater. Yep, and it's fantastic. We get to get, we uh, have the opportunity to get the two middle seats, which uh, you know, <laughs> so right, right in the center, two thirds back, like two thirds uh, row back. That's seats, where you're supposed to, to view movies. Yeah. It's a sensor because you know you you're, you're immersed. You all your periphery is just consumed by screen, mm. and it's two thirds back because that's apparently where audio engineers uh, mix the sound and they you know they do their magic with mm. the audio in the theater itself. So that's where you're gonna get the best experience. Just yeah. letting y'all know. Yeah, and we see the coming attractions. Nothing much to talk about. Oh, but we couldn't actually oh. sit in the two middle seats because oh, uh, one was one was stained. Oh. Oh. It's and Jersey usually, Gardens. You know, they do the courtesy of like if someone died in this seat, they'll put a plastic bag over it or something. Yeah, nothing. That'd be like the naughty seat. The, the chalk lines were still fresh. But, <laughs> but I did not sit there. I instead sat one aside from the designated seated area. And I think that severely impacted his the viewing film, experience, yeah. yeah. Um, but the coming attractions, nothing much to write home except for Wonder, Wonder Park. Wonder Park, which is this movie coming out next week, only at AMC. No, no, next... No, that's it's, in March, I think. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah, Dog already, Days is yeah, next week. Yeah, they're already advertising it, and it's in March, but it looks like a shit show animated. Oh, yeah. But the whole thing is they're saying, Welcome to Wonderland, the whole trailer, and we get to the title, and it's Wonder Park, and I was like, ooh, that doesn't fare well for this film. They couldn't afford the rights. Is this a Disney movie? No, sweetie. It's like dream, bottom dream, of the barrel. Dream, dreamworks? No, lower. Yeah, it's like, it's like maybe imagination. It's like Wonder Park animators presents yeah. Wonder Park. <laughs> there was this uh, Dumbo trailer, which you haven't seen yet. I oh, know, I've seen it. It's uh, Tim Burton's taking the crack at Dumbo, and I think it'll be Carl, better. Carl Farrell's in this. Too. Yeah, I think it'll be better than what we're getting credit for. Because Dumbo, on my, I had a Disney rewatch a couple months ago where I watched all the Disney animators, and Dumbo was a secret... You know, I but was uh, like, oh, this aged way better than I thought. Are they going to have Jim Crow, though? No, I don't think so. We about one... turned about you <laughs> like no, so. It's like, I ain't time... never seen an elephant fly. <laughs> Every time I turn around, I jump Jim Crow. <laughs> was it a different time, ladies and gentlemen? It, it doesn't Disney. matter. It doesn't uh, matter. KCC. Still holds up. Yeah, so Dumbo, <laughs> I think it'll be interesting. Anyways, let's get to this film. Oh, I just found out Wonder oh. Park, it's actually Disney. What? Yeah, it's Disney Animation. No, I'm kidding. I was like, and they couldn't call it Wonderland? <laughs> no. It's the studio that brought it's, you Sausage Party. <laughs> it's an American-Spanish uh, computer-animated adventure comedy film produced by Paramount and Nickelodeon Movies. Mm. With <laughs> Poor them. With Ileon Animation Studios handling I, animation. This sounds like something that involved with, like... Um, uh, fire, uh, fire. Remember that Remember that concert that, that, that didn't work out? Um, shit. Oh, you're, you're thinking of the the uh, thing where the white people couldn't get the food and they had to eat like salad leaves? Wally? They, they had the no, wait, what? They had, it's a concert like Coachella. The fest fi- thing. That fire, oh, fire, fire Festival. festival. Yeah. Fire it sounds fest like Fire with Festival Rool. with Animation Studio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that joke was a little bit of a reach, but we got there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry everybody. Sorry, audience. We'll cut that in, in post. <laughs> no, we won't. I'm going to keep that in. Well, let's anyway. get to Christopher Robin. Yeah, Matt, what did you think? This is a long fucking intro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, uh, it was cute as hell. 
cute as hell. Uh, it, it fell into like some generic yeah. kind of mo- movie tropes, but overall, I'm glad I watched it. Uh. Christopher Robin, <laughs> damn you, how cute! Not as tear jerky as I would have expected. I was expecting yeah. to ball my eyes out, like Saving Mr. Banks. Music plays because I think that music that that movie gets me so much more mm. than I thought it would. Like That's I went fair. to that movie underestimating it, and I came out bawling. Really, um, Christopher Robin was not the case, even though I love Pooh Bear. They're both about absent fathers, aren't they? Yeah, but mm. but in <laughs> Saving Mr. Banks, he's a drunk who's <laughs> a kind That's drunk true. played by Colin Firth. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, they were yeah. more yeah. no Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. He's just with no money. He just needs to cope, and then he dies. What was Christopher Robin? Was that PG or PG thirteen? X. <laughs> yeah, that, that gels with what we saw. <laughs> well, it did go to the bathroom what? for a, for a popcorn refill. Of course, it was G. I really? What do you think it was? Why would it be PG thirteen? Nothing bad happened, did it? Didn't they have? Uh, of course, you were you went to town. <laughs> I don't know. You were seemed pretty suicidal. Oh, you was the best part of the movie. Oh, he was always suicidal. Yeah, yeah. suicidal. Pooh was oddly deep. Oh, like, oh, like I, I everything love from cool. that trailer told me so. No, yeah. every single one of his lines yeah. is like a tattoo you would find on a white person. He like, hit a little too much, but it's like, ooh. He hit Christopher with like the hard he, hitting yeah, he goes, questions. Christopher, did you let me go? And then there's like a, your heart like <laughs> explodes. <laughs> yeah, pause um, for pause for. Uh, but everything Pooh said, I was like, dang. Um, mm-hmm. The CGI was way better than the trailer went on because originally I was like, oh, this bear's scary. Like, he's a little scary. Like, I mean, his mouth is very tiny. The whole color palette looks well, like super. Well, it makes sense because raw. that's the original, like, that's how they looked originally. They're drab, they're worn. Christopher this... goes to war. Yeah. To <laughs> See, that could be PG 13. Uh, it's supposed to be um, post. Uh, World, War World War One. Okay. Oh, World War One. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's yeah. like the 30s, 20s. There were some plot holes. Like, at one point, someone goes to London a little bit too quickly, and we're like, I How still think happen? it's possible with it, a reliable uh, mm. mo- Ford Model T. Yeah, but what are we doing poking holes in a Disney movie? It was cute. All, yeah. It's also filled with talking stuffed animals. <laughs> Which were the that's, best That's That's addressed movie, yeah. in the film. Yeah, I, Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Every like human who interacts with it, their mind gets blown. It's like yeah. uh, they turn to stone. Yeah, they're like, did that bear just talk? And it causes I, some real I, issues. They, yeah, I'm a, I'm a sucker for Winnie the Pooh, I will say that. Yeah, all like there's his there's characters. There's something about that bitch that rides hard. He's a I, ride or die I love his humor. He's like silly, absurd, cerebral, you know, a little like bit, yeah. Absurdist Very humor. dialogue oriented. I, I was reading a bunch of reviews today just to yeah. like, get get some like notices on, and people were like not too kind. I can understand. I can understand it because yeah. I think it's so they, very they, much like uh, where apart. the wild things are. Spike Jonze, if you've they're, ever seen that, yeah, yeah, I love that movie. Actually, well, then you'll probably like this movie because it's very similar. Because they're they're talking about the um, the original writers. Um, uh, vision for it. They said like, "Oh, you tore this apart." You know, it's this oh. is not what he intended oh. for. I never read the book, so I, I can't really speak on to that. I did, but it was. It's been a while, so <laughs> I, I think they were just cute little. I mean, I like the Disney animated version. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what people or reviewers are looking to expect out of this. Yeah, it's like Pooh Bear movie, oh, yeah, especially because this is also... there were no tits in this film. <laughs> don't go see it. I think we got some three out of no, ten. We didn't get no, poo tits. No. Yeah. Got some Eeyore ass though. <laughs> a lot of Eeyore ass in this movie. I want to see Haley Atwell's tits. <laughs> and with that, well, let's that... conclude our review. <laughs> and back away slowly from Mark. I will Where say, are you guys uh... going? <laughs> you can stay, keep this house. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> Uh, That's for you, audience. <laughs> Wink. Yeah, Do it I, all for you, Damien. <laughs> all for you. 
Yeah, I think my my thoughts for the film could be summed up in one sentence, and it is, uh, I know Paddington, and you, sir, are no Paddington. (laughs) No, I wouldn't say that. I I would put, well, Paddington's more, Paddington was definitely colorful, more charming, more comedic, Mm. better acting, so I guess Paddington was way better. Yeah. Oh, I never thought those words would come out of my mouth. People also accepted that this was just a talking bear, though. And society. Well, right. it's just funny having an empty theater because every line was like, oh, soon the Dark Lords will rise and <laughs> yeah. feast upon my honey flesh. And then the most unsettling thing in the movie is when Pooh <laughs> eats honey because he just dips his head in a, a, oh, a plate I love it. and just like drowns himself in it. Oh, I'm like, this is a little unsettling. But He, he fucks up a rug with that honey. Fucks up the oh. whole fucking kitchen. That's man. true. Thinking those shelves are ladder, and then Christopher Robin fucking snaps on it. <laughs> we are leaving now! And Pooh's like, okay. Oh, I love Pooh. Oh, God, Pooh is like Pooh, man. Pooh could twist the knife, though. Yeah. That's what I'd go see this film for, is Pooh twisting the knife. Do you think, does he take. We're just. We're on hour three of the Pooh podcast. You think he's like. I'm sorry, I'm just thinking of something really funny. Well, maybe, say it, Sister Margareta, say it. Maybe one of them, like, Pooh poo takes a poo on the carpet, and he just goes, oh, bother. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing at it's, this, but it's I, just... I haven't had any alcohol yet. And yeah, yet. I know, we're already wasted. <laughs> it's hot. It is hot. It's true. And I'm the one wearing a sweatshirt. I'm trying to get this done yeah. with the Pooh Bear review. Pooh Bear is great. Yep. Go see it. Not as good as you might expect. Might be better than you expect. Get AMC A-list. Get AMC A-list. Oh, oh, wait. We gotta finish the story. We gotta finish the story now. Guys, guys, this movie is over two hours long. I know, I know. I'm sorry. But. This is worth it. This bookends our night. So we get out of the movie. We're going, Mm -hmm. hey, Pooh Bear. Winnie the Pooh Bear. Hey, son of a bitch. Yeah, it's great. And who should run into us us? but the only (laughs) two other other people people in in this whole theater? No, the woman and her daughter. The woman and her daughter. They were in the theater? (laughs) No, they weren't in the movie with us. Because we were the only ones. But we run into them. And she goes, what happened to your popcorn? And then I go, they didn't have the fucking bucket. They were sold out. And, and I said, to, oh, I said, but I gave them my number. They're going to call me when they get more and in. And I laugh, but then they asked the immortal question. What did you two, tw- mid-twenties, see 9 o'clock at night in an empty theater? We go, Christopher Robin. And there's this moment of like sad contemplation <laughs> on the woman and her daughter's faces. Like, oh... I think I'm going to take my 10-year-old. Well, well, maybe not. First, She's a little no, too old for that. No, first, the, the mom wow. is like, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to take. And she looks at the, the, the daughter, daughter, who's like maybe 15. And then she's like, oh, eh, maybe my younger daughter <laughs> had, will want to see it. We had a moment of panic where we're like, oh, we were just doing lines of blow in the theater <laughs> alone. We totally didn't see Christopher Roth. What, what we, uh, no, I, I was giving him a ham job. Yeah, and, uh, we just quiet, need, raunchy sex. We just That's need we to be alone. Yeah. yeah. Like, what can we say? Uh, what, Uncle it, J- Uncle okay, Drew? They, they saw Uncle Drew, which wasn't yeah. much better. So. It's like, oh, what were we seeing? Uncle Drew? Well, we didn't see you in the theater. And you saw like Nick Kroll there for a second. <laughs> who is Ooh. also an Uncle Drew? Ooh. Now in theaters. Oh, God. Well, that's how we're there, there was nothing we could say to salvage it. We just it. had to question our sanity at yeah. seeing Christopher Robin at 9 o'clock in the theater. Anyway, that ends this 40-minute tangent. I watched Mission Impossible. It was really good. Go see it. Oh, God. We'll save that for Tom Cruise does all his own stunts. Well, I had Mission Impossible. He learned stuff. how to pilot a helicopter for months. Mm-hmm. But what are we watching tonight? What are we watching tonight? Well, guys. Uh, well, our hints so far were. It's Christopher I, it's Two hours yeah, and 11 minutes if, long, if, and it's summer related, yeah, maybe? Yeah, so if you remember, I give you no hints. <laughs> uh, but, I, uh, but I'm here just because I didn't have no idea like what I wanted to pick. You know, I, I, I was w- listening to the newest episode of We Hate Movies, um, oh. Ar- Armageddon, which was hilarious. Oh. Which put in the mindset where it's like, I, I want to like maybe. 
put on some trash, maybe watch something like that. Mm. And I was like, not yet, not yet. Oh, we, I, we're, we're, I'll, 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 I, I got some some picks uh, in the works, but uh, mm. we'll get to that maybe. But today we are going to the wild, wild west, folks. Oh now, shit! I can say, wild, wild west. Now I will say, I've read the bat before. You guys can uh, can uh, guess what it is. No, John, it is not uh, Blazing Saddles. Oh, and it is not Django. Oh no, it's not okay. a thousand one ways to die in the west. Why would that be? Two Wait, hours do we still get to? Uh, so uh, this movie is actually the the third western to ever win an Oscar. Oh, okay, thank God. Oh. And, and, and uh, this movie has actually won four Oscars, but mm. nominated for nine, which I think was pretty uh, pretty cool. Mm. Uh, this movie was originally uh, supposed to be made by Francis Ford Coppola, but made mm. by another director of mm-hmm. notable fame. Mm. And uh, this also this movie also came out in the nineties, and it's also okay. marks. Uh, so I was thinking huh. Sergio Leone. Yeah, me my too. Faves. And this also marks uh, the last western this person ever appeared in. Mm. So that's it. That's that's all uh, I'll give you. It's not the. It can't be. Can't be the new True Grit. Can't be the old True Grit. It's that, high noon. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's a lot. That's deep, a lot earlier. Cut. I think that's like fifties or sixties. You guys like video games? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. No, but really, High Noon is the, the name of a famous Western movie that did well. I think, yeah. or maybe oh, I I'm wrong. I don't know. I guess Unforgiven. I don't know if that's a Western. He's reaching into his satchel. Oh God, it's a gun! <laughs> <laughs> Just it's High Noon. <laughs> Well, it would be unforgiven. Forgot the fucking movie at home. Oh, oh, oh my god. Well, Matt, you guessed right. Yes. Yet again. John, <laughs> I think we can go on the PlayStation Network and I can loan you a few bucks if uh, if you be willing. Let's do it. We're watching Unforgiven tonight at Nightcaps at the theater. Hey, we could pirate this. <laughs> Don't say that on the podcast. <laughs> just, just beep that out. We could beep this. Let's get into this. I'm getting tired of it. Hey guys, um, what did we watch? <laughs> we watched, watched Unforgiven. I know on on my DVD. Yeah, oh, that yeah. you totally brought from your house. I did. I didn't. Like a good person. We put it like, into like, the TV. It went swimmingly. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, it was bound to happen. I, I, I mean, I, 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 I misplace my TV all the time I, when I, I go on my TV. I don't, I don't own a single Blu-ray. So <laughs> long story short, I owe John two dollars oh, for an HD. Four dollars for HD. Well, yeah. So because <laughs> I'm not gonna watch no SD shit. <laughs> I, 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 got, I gave him about two. So uh, let me tell you, I'm it halfway was, there. It was worth it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. Which I didn't. I, you know, I found out through our, our mm. watching that John is actually a, a Western head. A huge Western. head. Which I was gonna surprise on you, I, I pull did, on you I one of these days. Uh, Matt, are you are you a Western guy? 
I've always wanted to get into it, but I haven't as of yet. Okay. Have I like, right, um, you know, oh, you know what? Corner to give you the westerns, <laughs> the bump I was the thinking, way. maybe does Logan count as a western? No. Oh, no. no. I mean, we just talked about how yeah. people consider old, uh, old... It is a western. Co- country for old men. Country for old men. Yeah, no Wikipedia, um, Wikipedia article to this That's movie. Wikipedia, a source that you can't I really rely on. I think the Coen brothers do westerns, though, being true grit. I think even Logan has. I think it has a lot more Western elements than anything else. I don't class. I classify it as a superhero movie. That's just me. Or I feel like westerns <laughs> in general are a little bit superheroish. If Mark picked it, it's got. I mean, have Spielberg did say that uh, that uh, superheroes are the westerns of uh, this generation. So anything that Spielberg says is by law. Yeah, <laughs> movie canon. So what were we drinking for? Uh, we were drinking wild turkey. Uh, why? Because uh, it was whiskey, and and whiskey comes in, or the, just the, oh the drink uh, comes into uh, frame of reference throughout the rest of this movie. Does, does it, it ever? It does. You know, uh, <laughs> old, uh, old whiskey is is one of the main locations of this uh, of this film. Uh, uh, also, this film was not filmed in America. This was filmed in Calgary. Uh, uh, Alberta? What? Alberta. 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 That's it. Alberta, Canada. Oh, uh, Canada, for all you uh, folks out there that aren't familiar with uh, Canadian territories. Being the uncultured swine I am, I wouldn't have recognized. It looked like America to me. They yeah, managed definitely. to find a very like uh, low-key uh, site where uh, it's in the middle of bumfuck nowhere in Canada. <laughs> and that sort of just resembled uh, Old West uh, Wyoming. So, mm-hmm. Which is where this film takes place. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, a lot. It's, it's in a very... like. Uh, uh, rainy season that this film also takes place. Thus the rain. Uh, oh. that they also had to... I wonder um, if that was like originally in the script or if they added that uh, later. Uh, uh, the area from which they were filming is a, is a dry spell, so a lot of it had to be artificial in its uh, sense. So I thought uh, that was okay. pretty fascinating how they... Uh, that made that come along. It's kind of funny. So uh, this uh, this movie uh, was released in August of uh, uh, August seventh of nineteen ninety two, almost a year after I was born. But also th- this film is also uh, coming up on uh, its uh, yearly anniversary because it, uh, time that we're recording is uh, August third. I think. Mm-hmm. By the That's time this today's date, by the That's time this true. episode releases, yeah. I think it will be the next week. So it will there. be the next week. Yeah, uh, I think this will probably come be out the on day the after. Yeah, yeah exactly. Be, uh, August August eighth. So I on think, Wednesdays we upload. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hint uh, hint. One one thirty uh, p- uh, Eastern PM. <laughs> Try around there. I mean, it's usually around that time. I always pay attention. Yeah. Uh, so the original titles for this movie uh, were uh, the William Money Killings and the Cut Whore Killings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, the but, cut whore killings would have been racy. Uh, I Ooh. think so. I mean, uh, these were. I kind of like Unforgiven, though. Uh, it's simple. It's mm-hmm. sweet. Mm-hmm. To the point. Uh, uh, th- um, Surprisingly, this were the only things that were changed within the script. Uh, Hollywood is known for changing its script, uh, original <gasps> screenplays, all in all in out. Clint Eastwood w- went on record saying, "The more I fiddled with it, the more I realized I was screwing with it." This is a direct quote from Eastwood, which mm-hmm. he can be taken out of context quite easily. I mean, this is a direct quote from what <laughs> I found, but like he said, he held on to the script for nearly almost twenty years. Oh, and Jesus, and because and, uh, and the only Wait. time, that, uh, the only reason why he held on to it for so long is because he wanted to age himself more for this role because it felt more appropriate <laughs> for that uh, reason. I think mm-hmm. he was around sixty-one. I think by the time they were filming this movie. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Um, God so damn, that dude's old. Yeah, he's <laughs> really old, but he's. We were so thinking old. he looks the same in all his movies. Like yeah. I don't know if waiting to age. I'm more of a Mark much. didn't know this, but I'm a very huge young Clint Eastwood. Yeah, fan. yeah, like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. he, like I uh, love him in his young years. I've seen some of his stuff, like Gran Torino, the Fistful of Dollars trilogy, oh, my favorites, uh, yep. which is probably going to be a Out, future watch Out, on this podcast. Outlaw, one of them at least. Uh, ones I'm more yeah. familiar with are like Marconi. He'll come up. Uh, <laughs> Outlaw Josie Wales um, mm. or oh, Walt. Uh, I'm not sure how it's most pronounced. Um, uh, I want uh, two mules for sister, sister, sister Anne. Anne. I was, I was Sister Sarah for some reason. It's Sister Sarah. Okay, I'm drunk. Okay, never mind. <laughs> you, you had said that at one point. I was like, wait, am I wrong? No, you're right. I'm okay. drunk. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, we got through that Wyoming mm-hmm. uh, so um, I want to go through the Oscars so this was nominated for nine Oscars uh, this was it, before we go mm, I could see a few but nine I guess nine. maybe not many the, things came out in 1992 well, yeah. as well this was, True. This, was uh, this was also uh, competing along the lines of uh, Howard's Ends oh. um, I want to say <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, Son of a Woman was one of them as okay. well. Okay. Uh, I forget the other two. That's that, fine. that kind of went. Okay, so judging yeah, from that the, makes sense. Yeah, I guess it, this would win. Let's out just of those. say mm-hmm. it wasn't '93. Yeah. All right, uh, so I just want—I just want to go, go, go the, the the movies that were like nominated that were nominated for uh, best director, best picture, best uh, supporting actor. Um, excuse me, uh, best film editing, uh, best actor, mm-hmm. best screenplay, um, uh, best original screenplay, um, uh, more. Um, Accurate, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, best cinematography, best uh, production design, and best sound mixing. And God so damn. the ones that did win sound mixing existed back in 1992. <laughs> I suppose. But how was it different from sound editing? It wasn't. Editing didn't exist. So, uh, so they didn't figure that out yet. Not, out of nine of those, only four, four. Uh, were the winners. Uh, Picture supporting actor. Pretty good though. Uh, supporting actor for Gene uh, Hackman. Editing, editing, uh, which was for uh, Joel Cox. Joel Cox works on a mm-hmm. lot of uh, films with um, uh, uh, Clint Eastwood's uh, production company, mm-hmm. uh, Grant uh, Grant Chirino, Even ones uh, previously, like <laughs> um, uh, Pell Ryder was mm-hmm. one of them as well, uh, and so on and so forth. The one best picture. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Best picture wow. and best director, mm-hmm. which uh, uh, both both of those went. It's odd that he didn't win best actor then. Because I, I, they would have had a full blown Clint Eastwood year then. Well, yeah. like uh, he was also alongside um, Gene Hackman. No, no, no. no. Oh, um, uh, Al Pacino for *Son of a Woman*. So, uh, I, yeah. and Clint Eastwood actually went home with two awards. A fun fact I looked up about this too: Barbara Streisand gave him, uh, handed him the Oscar for uh, best director. Mm. Uh, uh, years later, for I want to say *Million Dollar Baby*, mm. she also was presenting for best uh, uh, director. I think it was. And she was like, "I'm happy to give this to you again, like mm. like Clint Eastwood." And where's you know. my Babs Western? Where's she on a horse? You know, <laughs> after else. Meet the Fockers, like continue that story on. She goes out west. You know, nobody wants that. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe John. I digress. Uh, John so, will fund it. <laughs> so uh, I want to say uh, this was the uh, 16th. Uh, self-directed movie that uh, Eastwood actually yeah, uh, made he does for himself. That a lot. Yeah, because like, around this time that he he already, he already made a um, production company for himself, mm-hmm. so uh, he was also like he- getting a lot of scripts, screenplays. David Peoples was uh, the screenwriter for uh, uh, for this movie, and this was tossed aside for a while because his um, Clint Eastwood's uh, uh, assistant uh, was like saying this this movie's 
violent. It's vulgar. We don't want any of this. This woman was also in her 70s when she was looking at the script. And this was like in the mid-80s when the script came to him. Mm-hmm. So, But by the time he was looking at it, re- reading it over, like... Uh, he, he knew like this uh, you know it's it's not glorifying violence or language in that way in fact it does almost very little of that to, mm-hmm. to most extent of, of of some westerns uh of in itself uh it actually kind of just like kind of dumbs it down for you in yeah. a lot of ways yeah uh because there's uh what this movie does is uh, that what most westerns do is that uh there are no uh nameless kills in this movie everyone is a character that gets killed and the mm. kills don't really come until like almost an hour and a half mm. into the movie there are some beatings and some accidents some brutality some but no fashion. but but no one gets killed <laughs> like uh i think that's what's most fascinating about this movie um so uh gene hackman originally turned this movie down of first. course he did because he's gene hackman uh, but for the sake <laughs> of just saying like you know like at first, he, he was thinking that like, it's a western, like there's it's violence, and he just want that. But he, uh, he came around uh, to the fact where it's like, oh, he, he delved a little more deeper into that. Fun fact about this too is that uh, Gene uh, Gene Hackman uh, based his uh, portrayal on uh, Daryl Gates. Uh, do you do you know who this is? It sounds familiar, but no. Daryl no. Gates was the uh, police chief uh, back in the '90s uh, uh, during the Roddy King beatings. Ah. So uh, uh, this this plays a little bit more into the film, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, basically, like he went on to go say, like this is my uh, Rodney King scene, mm-hmm. uh, like which we'll get into later on. We'll, yeah, because we'll, we'll... I asked the question, why is Gene Hackman's character such a douchebag all the yeah. time? What's up his ass? <laughs> What's he doing? He specifically it... played uh, played mm-hmm. for that role. Okay. Uh, uh, Richard Harris, Sir Richard Harris is oh. also in this film. Camelot, <laughs> Camelot is all over this uh, this movie. And uh, <laughs> where was his musical number? Uh, well, like this, this is also was that in the original script? This is a fun fact about Richard Harris. So he was actually watching um, uh, High Plains Drifter. He was watching High Plains Drifter as he got the call for this role for the movie. I thought, I mean, everyone, you can, you know, nitpick against that. But, like, I thought that was just, like, a little fun fact. Yeah, that's to cute. just, like, kind of throw in there. <laughs> uh, this movie's uh, ranked as uh, Roger Ebert's uh, one on his greatest movies list. I thought that was a fun thing to throw in there. <laughs> uh, Eastwood's mom actually had a cameo on this movie that got <gasps> cut. Oh. And the way that he apologized for it was I just... I hope it wasn't one of the whores being that they were the only female characters. <laughs> it was not one of the whores. All right. She was supposed to be just like a random extra just walks on oh, or off a train. Lady. Uh, and uh, it's like, oh, we just had to cut it for time. And the way he apologized to his mom was invite her to the Academy Awards and just thank <laughs> By her. By winning the Academy Awards. And, th- and thank her in his acceptance speech. How old though. is Clint's mom? Uh, she was fucking old. Jesus. <laughs> if Clint's 60, how old is she? She was probably uh, near <laughs> near 61. <death. 61. laughs> uh, so, uh, so speaking of the Oscars, uh, there, there's a long-standing um, uh, quote from Eastwood. Uh <laughs> That comes previously to him winning yeah, uh, Oscars. That's his quote. In so quotes. so uh, I, I want to read this here. It's 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 pretty controversial. Okay, but it, oh, it, it, it sounds it, like him. It it it, co- it comes later to, uh, earlier from this movie coming out or when he was working on it. So when he was asked like um, uh, why he uh, why he never won an Oscar, uh, he goes uh, quote First, I'm not Jewish. Secondly, uh-huh. I make too much money. Thirdly, and most importantly, because I don't give a fuck. And I think it's that, comedy, Mark. And I, comedy. I, 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 I think that's hilarious, and I, I think that's uh, somewhat uh, pretty funny about this because I think um, Clint Eastwood's a, a fucking 
suave, mm. really like cool guy. Yeah. And my father loves Clint Eastwood. The only time that I heard my father say the word swag was to describe Clint, Clint Eastwood. Eastwood. <laughs> and you know what? I, when I was looking for this movie last night, which I didn't bring, uh, but when I was uh, uh, bringing out, just, bring it up. Yeah, uh, just uh, just like uh, for research purposes, and I was watching it last night. Uh, while I was down there, I was telling my, telling my dad, I was like, oh, I'm watching this uh, to bring it tomorrow so when we record the podcast. He goes like, you know, that was weird because I was going to tell you while you were down there looking for movies. I wanted you to get Unforgiven. Mm-hmm. So, like, and my, my dad loves this movie, too. He's the one who introduced me to it, too. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, that was uh, even more special to uh, oh. bring the table. So um, with that said, why don't, we, uh, why don't we get into this? Let's get into the plot, shall we? Mm-hmm. So we begin and a whore is getting cut up for laughing at someone's baby dick. Yes. That's how the movie opens. Oh, one thing I forgot to point out. <laughs> so we have, we have another, like, kind of, like, scene before that. Which it's oh, like yes, yes. Eastwood the, dig, the oh, reading like digging a grave yeah. it's an open crawl which originally um, uh, David Peebles who wrote the script uh, wanted to have it a, a narration behind it but uh, Eastwood was against that uh, also like, this is also the main theme that's uh, hovering over that scene as well that plays out throughout the rest of the movie mm-hmm. he was the one that actually uh, wrote this uh, melody for the movie mm. uh, so I thought that was pretty mm. fascinating and then he also went on to write more uh, uh uh, melodies for his uh, uh, the rest of his movies like Gran Torino, Flags for Our Fathers, uh, so on and so forth. So yes, uh, then we get into the, uh, the well. Horror. It's eighteen eighty one, and we're set in the state of Wyoming. Wyoming, but Kansas is mentioned all the time. Yes, okay, because Clint Eastwood's character lives in Kansas. Um, this whore is getting assaulted. I shouldn't say whore. I should say sex worker. <laughs> well, the whore is mentioned several they, times. They, they refer to themselves as yeah. whores. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sex worker is getting her face cut up. Um, by this man, mm-hmm. and the sheriff, the law enforcement in this town, who is Little Bill, mm-hmm. uh, played by Gene Hackman, wrangles them up, and lead whore, Alice, is like, okay, what punishment are we going to... Come on, what, what's going to happen to these men? They butchered this woman, her face is never going to be the same again. Yeah. And Gene Hackman essentially lets them off with a pat on the wrist saying, boys will be boys! And all they have to do is give a horse to Skinny, who's... Not the madam, but the male madam. Yeah, he, he's in charge. If, uh, if you ever watch Deadwood, then you, you get the gist of this. Mm. Yeah, he owns, like, the saloon. Yeah, mm-hmm. and... Uh, oh, I like the woman. She, oh, she's vengeful, all, all she's angry. All the women in this film were... That, I liked them a lot. Yeah. And they didn't do much, that, but they were strong characters. That's what Eastwood mm-hmm. kind of praises this movie on. Uh, uh, um, uh, is that uh, during his, like, his acceptance speech, he... he, he um, Mentioned them all like by by character name, mm-hmm. uh, um, Francis Fisher, who's mm-hmm. the redhead, yeah. Alice, uh, that leads kind of mm-hmm. like the uh, Delilah, the, who's the, the one who gets scarred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. um, so like also they had a kind of a love affair for some number of years. Uh, her, her, oh, and, uh, wow. Clint Eastwood, especially Ooh. when he was married, it was very huh. under the rug. They they even have like a love child uh, with themselves. That sounds like Clint. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he he got around. Uh, that's one of the faults of his, uh, I guess, his character, but. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the, the the these are the women that, that pretty much are the catalyst for the story, essentially mm-hmm. that that trans transpired the rest of this film. So, yeah. so this is the nicest whorehouse in Wyoming. Yeah, <laughs> and all that's missing is Dolly Parton. But <laughs> the whores aren't having it. They said, "How much money you got? How much money you got? We're gonna raise enough that we can get some cowboys to kill these two motherfuckers mm-hmm. that cut up my girl." And for some reason, Gene Hackman is just not having it. He's just mm-hmm. what, like, why? Why is it a pride thing? I is believe it a- I believe it has it stinks of pride in some way. Yeah. Where it's like, like uh, obviously we find out a little bit later that he was also like kind of like a a lot uh, like, um, unlawful. He was an outlaw. Yeah. Um, 
that you know like he did some unjust things and that a lot of those things uh, sort of like come back to bite him in the ass and that you you see a kind of a, like a, a sternness to him and it's sort of innocence like the way he kind of presents character sometimes mm. as, as we find out a little bit later on so i think it's pretty fascinating like some of the approaches that he does come to or what what he finds lawful in a sense where it's like oh this is this seems just mm-hmm. opposed to like what he ends up doing later on in the film yeah. mm-hmm. so it, there's some contradictory things and there and i mean i wouldn't call him the worst sheriff because he's i mean he's if he keeps up these laws that he's regulating no guns in town that's mm-hmm. kind of his big thing yeah. but it's for all the wrong reasons well, the, it's more mm-hmm. like he's peacocking well everyone Definitely. everyone's almost kind of playing against type yeah. from from the typical western well Gene Hackman's still a douchebag well that, that, <laughs> that but like like he's supposed to be a law, a lawman you yeah. know what I mean in, in and the, he's the antagonist and the, and the whores or prostitutes or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them usually within that role like they, they feel sort of like a damsel kind of persona like you fight for them but like they're also they're the ones who are like calling for the killings in, in, in this in this film you know mm-hmm. what I mean and uh, Clint Eastwood which we'll get to is yeah. you know like has a checkered past and uh, yeah, he, it's it's him almost kind of paying for his wrongdoings mm-hmm. so I think that's it, everything's playing against type for for this movie and that's what I kind of find almost great about uh, this film because or like I for me personally it's almost my favorite western just because mm. it it harkens on those tropes and yeah. Eastwood kind of touches on those too. I you can even look up um videos about this when he was uh, on inside the actor studio mm. of how he's talking about this. Mm. So uh, mm. just to draw on that, I felt like Clint Eastwood was playing totally different until the tail end of the film. It's, it's he's a it's totally usually in this film he's dead silent, yeah. you know, just taking names, not saying being like yeah, 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 like there are men of little words few words and in this movie he's like no I can't do that my wife's dead I'm a good person mm-hmm. now I'm trying to change over till that end and he hits the bottle and then he becomes mm-hmm. I was like there's that Clint Eastwood I always knew you were it's like there Popeye with the spinach Who's this man? Yeah. Yeah. yeah although I do like how apathetic he is yeah. just throughout the film he, he always says nice. I usually guess Clint Eastwood, yeah. I'm like oh he's so cool but would I like to talk to him like yeah. if he's like his character but in this he felt a little nicer so I was like okay mm-hmm. this is different I like this um we learn about Clint Eastwood he's a pig farmer Mm-hmm. Out in Kansas, I think so. I think it's Kansas. I think it's Kansas. Yeah, they were mentioning Wichita and whatnot. Because yeah, so. they're mentioning like the time difference in terms of how where they need to go in terms mm-hmm. of. Like, and we find out he has these two dumb children. Yeah, with, with Canadian accents. <laughs> oh god! At least one of them does. <laughs> that little girl pushing for a sad card <laughs> yeah. that we mentioned. He's like, oh dear, I don't. Oh, sorry, I'm supposed to speak. Oh, in sorry. A oh, sorry, sorry, Paul. But the Paul, they got the fever, yeah. uh, Paul. Uh, <laughs> sorry, but they're dumb kids, and <laughs> we find out. Do we meet Shodenfield kid or the Shodenfield Sh- Shofield kid? Yeah, he's um, the one who played first by Christian, asking about or Schofield, Schofield, Schofield kid played by Christian Slater. Oh wait, not Christian Slater. Not who Christian. cares? I don't. I don't know who this guy is. Which, which you had looked up. Which I I, I thought was, it was, was Christian leaving. Slater. Yeah, for me, for the longest time. Uh, uh, like growing, up, I thought this guy was somebody. I thought he was like Chris. Apparently, he's nobody. Well, according so. to his Wikipedia article, but we know how. Yeah, look up IMDb, but the IMDb page. That's, IMDb that's the more was, accurate. I had to scroll down in a fraction of an inch. I don't have you'll, time for you'll that. Fi- you'll find me there. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> no, but I was waiting for him to call Veronica up to kill the Heather's because. <laughs> Veronica! He, sound, he sounded like Christian Slater and like, looked like him too. And looked like him too. Yeah. But, it would be the right uh, age age for him, I think. Yeah. Well, the Schofield kid, he hears from the horrors that they want to get out, you know, kill these two no-good men, 
And he goes, you know what? Why don't I get the worst of the worst? I'm going to go get that mm. guy money mm-hmm. who lives out in Kansas who killed children, women, dogs, kittens, mm-hmm. whatever, <laughs> just to get paid. So he's going to, I'm going to do this where I'm going to get the worst of the worst, even though, you know, he hasn't been heard from in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Schofield goes, does he visit the house, right? Or does someone else bring news to him? I he forget. visits the house. He visits the house and Clint is like, oh, I don't do that anymore. But, I'm a changed man. Yeah, my wife. My wife's dead. Yeah. We hear that a thousand times. Oh, well, like yeah. he, but like he uses it as like a mantra for himself, yeah, though. Where which it's works. Like, where like he has to like keep repeating it to himself just to make sure like you know, like he doesn't go back to like his wicked ways or like find the drink and anything like that. So I think mm. that's pretty fascinating. Mm. But um, I like the introduction that they have with um. I just like whenever they mention like a like you were saying a checkered past mm-hmm. that one character doesn't want to acknowledge, and I mean uh, later on in the film they just mention so many names I feel like it brings up the backstory so much yeah. mm-hmm. like that's the kind of thing you would do if a movie were planning like a prequel far ahead, but uh, I mean I don't this movie didn't but I just I like that kind of world building where it's like they mentioned so many character names like oh. Remember how you messed up uh, Eagle and yeah, Nancy Quinn and yeah, shit like that? Name. I mean, you can fill in the gaps for yourself in terms of like who these people might have been or something yeah. like that. You don't need a, I really a, like a, that. A, a, a extensive backstory of who these characters were, but like uh, one character he ends up like focusing on. It's like, it's like this person was scared of me. He didn't. He never uttered uttered a word. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it so, does a good job of like building up his actual. Backstory. Evilish backstory, backstory. Yeah. without having to like be, be so evil, ex- yeah. expositional. He seems like it. a great guy. It's like you know he's mm. trying his best, he's yeah. trying to recover. It's like could he really be that bad? And then mm. we find out, oh <laughs> shit! Yeah. Like, yeah. Whoa, okay, that was that was true. That wasn't just hearsay. Because another thing, a theme that's present is kind of like, oh, they said this about this guy, yeah, and he Ur- was so great Ur- until you meet the guy in person. That's Urban true. legend, yeah, yeah. You know? very true. And then very when you true. put a face to the man, it's different. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's a, a theme I saw throughout the film. So anyway, we find out that Clint is in need of money. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what, I'll do it. Um, just give me some time. He sets the kids off to kill the chickens themselves and fend for themselves. Mm-hmm. Tries getting on a horse, falls off the horse, mm-hmm. falls off the horse a lot of times. And we're like, oh, can well, this man really? Well, this is also something that uh, Eastwood did say, where it's like, or it's like he found this kind of hysterical in a way, where it's like, <laughs> here, here's a man who, who like always like was. Uh, competent and knew how to like ride a horse and stuff like that and he, he just uh, he, he's struggling the whole every scene that he tries to get on this horse it's 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 always like an an almost comedic uh value even mm. even falling off his horse uh uh to an extent and he just like no like i never seen or like maybe seen a cowboy like do this or like yeah. having this kind of like problem to do that even the kid points that out where it's like oh like uh this this horse uh hasn't been saddled Broken in, yeah. he doesn't in a long time yeah. so it's yeah. a uh, he, I don't think he has the the feel for it, so mm. it, it makes sense uh, for the contextual side of things. I just felt bad because I Clint feels like the type that does his own stunts, and he's mm. sixty year old and he's falling off horses. But like he's he's pretty limber the the well, way he keeps himself. He's though. a beanpole. He's like thin <laughs> as a rail. But I still feel bad if my six year old dad oh, yeah. who's almost 60 is gonna get on a horse I mean, and you're gonna be like you're gonna die watch like, force awakens and see like uh harrison ford kind of trut around no. trying to keep up with younger actors i'd rather not <laughs> okay <laughs> until you bring it up on the podcast and i'm forced to watch it <laughs> but we flash back to skinny who's going a little bill he's like you know there's some there's some uh, vigilantes going around wanting to kill my horse paid them off i 
and they're gonna kill these men. What are you gonna do about it? And we find oh, that Gene Hackman is building a house poorly. Yeah. And that's his character thing. Like, he's a terrible carpenter. Oh. <laughs> Always building this poor house for no oh. one but him. Just I like that. Oh, he has hobbies. Yeah, but it's like, you know, I'm just trying to build a porch, you know, like <laughs> sit out here, smoke my pie, drink my coffee. Yeah, but everyone in town makes fun of him for his bad carpentry skills. <laughs> uh, and it's just, you know, that adds, like, you know, maybe he is a better man than he's letting on. Just like another layer to him. Yeah, you know? yeah definitely. Mm. Uh, but um, Money wants to go get his old friend. So it's three versus two. So we find who other than Morgan Freeman in this movie playing Ned. And is he diddling Ned anybody? Logan. Hopefully not. He <laughs> yeah. has that, that wife that never speaks. Yeah, I don't oh, think yeah. Sally said a word. Sally Two Fields? Yeah. Two trees. Two trees. Two trees. White men come. Oh, but we meet Morgan Freeman, who apparently is like a down on his luck, you know. Also did some murdering back in his day, but tried to give it up a bit. And they figured, let's split the money three ways. Three men are better than two. If they have friends, we'll come a little prepared. Even though the kid is obnoxious in this Mm -hmm. movie. At every step of the way, he's like, I don't want this person. What? I don't understand. What's going on? I killed five men. But, like, it's also playing on that trope where it's like, uh, you know, like, like, like Billy the Kid or uh, stuff like that. uh, Wild Bill Hickok. Yeah. Like, all these, like, uh, different uh, Wild West, like, heroes or urban legends that we've like heard off like throughout the years and he's trying to play it up for or it's like you know i i did all these things he's trying to be like cocky because he's around these these so-called legends as well and say like you know i'm just as bad as you if not if not worse you know it's like i'm the new i'm the new generation i'm the, I'm the next big thing so you sh- you you should fear me yeah so it's uh He's, he's he's definitely playing it off, and they they know he's he, he hasn't killed anybody. No, so I think that's uh, that's another thing that the the audience also has to pay attention here. It's like he's cocky, mm-hmm. he thinks he knows best, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know a thing, and he does he's never he's killed just a little kid. He's just mm-hmm. he's just a little kid. He's not Schof- Schofield kid. Yeah. But uh, we find out also that money doesn't drink. That's his thing. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. like, no drink. Like, no longer. She killed no me in the drink of the yeah. wickedness yeah. for, for ten- my, my wife will come up from the grave and kill me if she knows <laughs> I was drinking again. I was like, oh, you'll drink by the end of this movie. I'm sure you'll drink, <laughs> Mister Eastwood. But he's constantly refusing. That adds something to his character, which comes up later. We uh, find out we transition to a train out of nowhere, just blaring down the tracks, and we find none other than Richard Harris. Oh, legendary mm-hmm. actor! But someone's died. Uh, someone's Garfield's assass- died. Yeah. he's been assassinated or attempted to be assassinated. So, Did he die? He Did was- Garfield get like shot and die, or I, was he attempted? I don't think so. Assassins taught me that I, it like grazed him. For some reason, I kept thinking it was Abraham because I wasn't paying no, attention to the paper. It's much the, earlier. I know, I know. <laughs> like, that's that because like. Uh, he was talking about like uh, like oh there hasn't been a president that was assassinated for twenty years yeah. and I was like oh, oh wait that, that was that was like Lincoln a, yeah mm. so it's like and uh, Richard Harris is playing uh, Bob English Bob English well where's he from uh, um, <laughs> Australia yeah New Zealand <laughs> but, uh, Canada probably like yeah. the rest of the people in this movie but uh, like he he the whole time his a lot mostly all of his dialogue is him just bashing America and Chinamen. And Chinaman, <laughs> like he's known for like working the railroad, or like he's he's like a hitman or a hired gun, yeah. uh, for like um, just killing killing Chinaman or like anyone who's just like not work able or stuff like that too. And that comes a little bit more racy on mm. as we see. I felt he was a little underutilized in this movie for an actor of his caliber. 
True. I mean, he's there for flavor. He doesn't but, have a very big... I thought his role was going to be bigger, I should say. More substantial. I think mm. a lot of people were. when Because uh, uh, I think originally uh, Jeremy Irons was originally um, mm. uh, set to... Um, uh, take on this role, and like Jeremy Irons was also one of those upcoming uh, mm-hmm. actors as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah, forget <laughs> the magnum opus that is Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, but uh, I, I, yeah, it is. It does feel a little bit beneath his character as well. I mean, a lot of people of uh, this generation, I think, more know him as that first Dumbledore. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> all the who don't research, but he is a great actor. Yeah, yeah, he, he's been around for a while. Uh, my dad actually had to point him out to me because I, no, because my dad actually knew who he was beforehand, which Thank was God. which is, I think it was pretty fascinating. My, my, I mean, my dad just watched Camelot, more, yeah, probably <laughs> more movies than I have. Um, uh-huh. But uh, yeah, so like like he's. Uh, no, he's strutting the stuff. He goes into the uh, into the barber with. Uh, but what? he's with someone. He's with his W.W. Uh, Beauchamp. 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 Which yeah. is pronounced uh, diff- uh, differently from like everybody. Yeah. I think. Beauchamp. Yeah. Nobody knows how to pronounce. They don't even know how to pronounce Duke. No. So. No. Duke. <laughs> the or they're duck just illiterate. Yeah. I can't read. They can only read picture books. But he's a biographer, mm-hmm. and he's currently currently taking the biography of Bob. Yeah. So we see that play a little bit longer. Um, they walk into town. They're like, oh, we're going to hunt down these men. We're going to find some money. But uh, little Bill and his uh, cohorts aren't having it. Mm-mm. And, you know, things go south quick. Uh, little Bill approaches Bob and is like, you've got a gun? He's like, yeah, but it's not loaded or anything. I'm not going to do anything. And then he mm. proceeds to beat the shit out of Richard oh, yeah. Harris. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, because- he can't you see? He's already dead. Because they, they obviously also have a history with each other, yeah. which unf- which is just like a small turn of events. Because uh, I think that's another cool, fascinating thing where it's like, uh, here's two uh, old um, outlaws who just sort of ran into each other. Mm. Uh, like, and I think this is a common trope. You you'd see this in Django as well. I mean, Django's not maybe a good movie that maybe like take on as well but For like western tropes because tarantino you know yeah but like it's yeah, tarantino. But, but it's also typical where like you saw like uh outlaws sort of like become the sheriff or like marshal of a town mm-hmm. and so in some like way because it was a form of retirement for themselves yeah because they kind of hit it big with all the other big scores that they, they they've done uh so like little bill is just that exception uh to that and having um English Bob's still in this position of like saying he's still killing people for money mm-hmm. and he's like oh shit Here, here's here's this uh, bad guy because you also have this sort of scene with the deputies beforehand who were talking about yeah. Little Bill and Fatty like, and One Arm and yeah, all the others Clyde, that we uh, get to know and love uh, and, and they're just talking about like uh, like like so, oh, we never, we never been across any kind of killers like this before. It's like, like you don't know Little Bill, and Little Bill's tough. He's from Kansas, but he like, can't yeah. build a house for shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, that, that, Little Bill walks like, oh, never mind. Because <laughs> like that's the first face that English Bob kind of sees. Aside, like he's not focused on like the, all the guns around him. He's focused on Little Bill because he knows Little Bill, and though you could find, kind of fill in the gaps yourself in terms of who Little Bill's character is and like where he came from comes from mm-hmm. and so when he beats the shit out of him like you see this kind of like contempt on his face because he's telling everybody like wait because the whole town stops and watches <laughs> him everyone beat just the watches sh- the, oh, yeah. the shit and kicking him out of richard harris after he takes his guns <laughs> yeah. and, and he's like what are y'all doing get out of here there's nothing to see here because like you're seeing this kind of like restraint on his face now because like he's like i don't want people to really see this side of me because like i'm a change 
because he himself tries to feel himself as a changed man yeah. and because we also start, sort of see that towards the end of the movie as well mm-hmm. so I think that's I feel like being a, a western townsfolk is one of the greatest roles because you get tons of like reaction shots <laughs> it's just appalled sad scared run, pick up your skirts and run away you know <laughs> into the distance but I don't know that's always a dream job for me we flash towards Ned and Money mm-hmm. and they meet the kid who's shooting at them but obviously missing every shot, even though Clint Eastwood falls off a horse again, and I'm like, oh god, yeah. this man is gonna die. Like, put him back, get him a seatbelt for that horse. Which Morgan Freeman's like, you shot? Like, no, I just fell I just off my horse. I just fell off my horse, and I'm like, oh, you sweet old uh, hate, Boy Scout hating <laughs> man. I think that's him. I think he has a thing against, like, Boy Scouts? gays and the Boy Scouts. I mean, I think he, he I went mean, on a rant. I, mean, I don't know if that was him. It could I mean, have been someone he, else. I mean, he is cool. Yeah, I know. People do hate the gays. <laughs> no, I do forgive him because his movies, but <laughs> bad me. I shouldn't do that. Um, anyways, uh, they meet Ken. He's like, yeah, I could see, you know, I, I just didn't know you were coming with two people. Why do we got to split this three ways? And he's like, oh, shut up, kid. You don't know what you're doing. He's like, I killed five people. Burr, 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 burr. And the, they go I on. I tra- see a hundred yards. <laughs> yeah. They go on this whole broke back mountain tangent where they're going through the fields and you know sunsets and whatever talking. We'll split it three ways. Yeah. Wait, you mean the thing where we take off all our clothes? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you ever touch me anymore? <laughs> no, my wife wouldn't like it anymore. I'm a changed man now. And I'm like, what are they gonna fuck? But it never happens. You mean um, you don't use your hand? <laughs> <laughs> We find out that kid can't see for shit because Morgan Freeman's like, "Do you see that eagle up there?" And he's like, "Yeah, I see it. I can shoot." And he's like, "There ain't no eagle there, you dumbass, <laughs> dumb shit." And he's like, "Oh, I've been tricked." <laughs> like, can you see that thing over there? It's like, "Fuck you, Morgan Freeman," in your paralyzed hand. <laughs> we just find out that, like, you know, these men aren't all they're hopped up to be. They're kind of just like ragamuffin band togethers you know just doing a job and like oh someone is definitely gonna die by the end of this movie because these guys ain't got their shit together um not to say the villains do but they're definitely you know the stakes are raised um we find out that uh english bob yeah and i'm trying to remember little bill and little bill are all in like the the prison yeah the you know, the dunk take Because now they're, like, like locked in. Yeah, and poor Richard Harris is bleeding out for, like, three scenes in this movie, just <gasps> he, slowly dying. I'm just, like, just get saying him like, some water! Uh, get that boy some milk! Give that man a line! He's a, he's a <laughs> distinguished actor. actor! And I'm like, oh, he's really just sitting, chilling for this movie, but... Uh, Bonchon takes an interest to Little Bill. He's like, "Oh, you seem to be a, a better man than well, what I've been following." Well, uh, Little Bill's like reading like his biography of, about Dick Corcoran. Yeah, or, or, or uh, <laughs> Big Dick Corcoran, or more, more uh, the, the Duke, which is uh, uh, yeah. is in reference to um, uh, English Bob, and, and like this kind of like chivalrous tale of him defending a woman's honor, essentially, mm-hmm. which is false. Not true. Mm-hmm. We find out that Bob shot real quick when Big Dick Corcoran came in, just looking for a lay. And, and English Bob was drunk, and yeah. and, and uh, he missed both his shots, mm. uh, and and that the only reason that uh, English Bob was able to kill him was because uh, Corcoran was uh, his his gun blew up he, in his hand, and he shot his toe first. Yeah, you know, so he acted too quick. Mm-hmm. So another thing that it's like, oh, that man sounds great, but you sound better. And Gene Hackman's like, yeah, I'm pretty good. But why don't I offer you a deal? He puts a gun on the table, and he's like, why don't you just shoot me? Then you guys can go free. And obviously, Bonchon is like. <laughs> I don't want to do this. And there's a moment where I'm like, maybe he will do this in this yeah. movie. He'll like, go off the fucking rails. Like, like, who's the villain this time? Yeah, like, those two run off, you know, and then the the hunters become the hunted. And... Which I was fascinated. Like, did you, you guys ever watch this movie before? I, I never I mean, saw this movie. Mm. Well, like, like, I remember, like, Matt was saying, like, like uh, 
like uh, Unforgiven. Uh, so I I thought that was pretty quick that you did pick up on like which movie it was going to be. <laughs> Just so. Good guess. Uh, man, like, good did, did you guys yeah. know exactly who the antagonist was going to be? I did not because I've never no. seen this movie. So, like, uh, I mean, I assume it's Gene Hackman because Gene Hackman. Come on. Mm. He's good in Poseidon Adventure and that's it. I'm like, mm, I don't trust him. Okay. And so, it's Clint. So I'm like, Clint is going to be like the... the He's going to be like, have a dark past and like do justice. That's what I thought Clint was going to do. So mm-hmm. I was more on Clint's side. Yeah. And so, Morgan Freeman. He's not gonna be mean to anyone. I don't know <laughs> until later on. His <laughs> until until he's uh, banished from uh, the academy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I thought that, I thought that was pretty cool mm. uh, to just pick up on. So like, oh, like he he gives uh, Boshan, he tells Boshan to give, uh, give English Bob the pistol, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, oh, get, give it to him, you know, like. See, uh, see what he does, and and he he refuses, but uh, English Bob thinking like, oh, this is the trick, and then. Uh, 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 little Bill takes the pistol and he just empties it and knows that it, it was a fully loaded pistol. Mm-hmm. And English Bob is just like, oh, I, I could have killed you and could have <laughs> got out of here. I couldn't have got away with but it then, too if it wasn't for Gene Hackman and these meddling kids. But Bill, but uh, Little Bill is like, you know, like, yeah, you were right not to take it because I would, I really would have killed you. you <laughs> yeah. know? So I thought, that, I thought it was empty. I thought mm-hmm. he was gonna try, mm-hmm. but. That would have been me. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably would have died, but who knows? I gotta say, I really like that scene in general. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like it added, even if uh, you know, not in the <laughs> moment, but it definitely gave a lot more substance to uh, like the kid's ultimate decision mm-hmm. later on. The Schofield but kid. It, it also like adds a little bit more weight to like how um, uh, common westerns are, where it's like mm-hmm. it's so easy to like you know how the protagonist always like like in Shane or like anything like that, just like kills like uh, people willy-nilly or uh, stuff like that and 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 gene hackman's like no it's like it's not easy to kill a man you know Mm. it's like and he pulls his pistol out like so quick and he's like this is a this is how quick i can pull my pull out my pistol and kill shoot somebody within 10 feet Mm -hmm. you know if i'm not standing in front of a cabin that is you know it's like (laughs) you know like but it's like you know like people are edgy people can get worried stuff like that and so it's you got to be cool, cool-headed, and stuff like that in terms of how you want to be firm and shoot your pistol. Right? Yeah. So the only reason like um, English Bob didn't get killed was because uh, uh, Corcoran was uh, too fast in the draw. Mm. That's it. Mm-hmm. He, he got he got happy feet. That's that's essentially what that was. So <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool to point Hold out. Hold on, here's a random trivia fact for you. Since oh. we mentioned happy feet, <laughs> do you know that Mad Max Fury Road is also directed by the guy who did Babe? Happy feet. And happy feet too. What? Wait, uh, George. Wait, wasn't it? Yeah, George Miller. Mm-hmm. No, he did directed Babe. Babe. Well, Babe was good. And Babe in the City. Pig gets Pig in the City. Pig in the City. Babe, Pig in the City. Happy Feet and Happy Feet Two, and the Mad Max Furious Road. Wow. Ugh. Just some trivia I learned today. That's crazy. <laughs> Anyways, it um, was the same director for all the Mad Maxes. Is I believe. He yeah. I don't, what? I don't Even so. Thunderdome? Yeah. No, I don't. I'm Maybe, because sure. they did want Mel Gibson originally. Instead of Master Blaster? <laughs> <laughs> Two enter, one leave. <laughs> oh, man. Um, we flash, we kind of get flashes of the, the sex workers just getting the news, you know. Like, yeah. they, they're they a good, like, you know, audience represent, representative. Mm. We hear about the news through them. They and almost the feel reactions. like a Greek chorus in Yeah, some yeah, way. they do feel Greek chorus-y. I get that. Because they're always, like, they're always, like, viewing everything from afar, but, like, they're also, like, uh, giving... Uh, an audience perspective of using of modern happening. slang like joshing and whatnot. You hear like, dude a couple times. Well, dude too. is mentioned because in Carousel it's mentioned, which is a few uh, years later. But all right, they do. I'm dress. I'll put on a dicky and dress up like a dude. Mm-hmm. So it's a huh. term that's existed for a while. 
I don't know the specifics of what it means in this context. I don't yeah. think it's like, dude, but mm-hmm. huh. same thing. I don't remember that, actually. I don't remember hearing and that. And we find that Clint is just always being a Debbie Downer. Every time he's yeah. off, hey, Clint, want to smoke a joint? No, my wife wouldn't <laughs> let me. Yeah. Hey, Clint, want to get high? Want to watch a porno? <laughs> no, my wife wouldn't let me. Oh, she's dead. Oh, but I loved her so. And yeah. I'll never go against her. So they find, they send off, like, English Bob you know, on a yeah, carriage. Yeah. And, but uh, Mr. Beauchamp stands mm-hmm. with uh, uh, with um, little Bill. Mm-hmm. And, and he's writing his memoirs. So. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's almost, like, being passed on in a way where it's like, I find you more fascinating and more real. So I'm going to write about you in, yeah, in a way. We could see mm-hmm. that he's a little bit of a, t- a turncoat doing it for, like, the posterity of it all. Yeah. he keeps leveling up. He's like, oh... You ain't shit. Because he, but you, Daddy, I'll stick around with you. Because he does that at the end, yeah. too. So, like, you pick up on that pretty quick. And he already admits to, like, taking liberties with his fiction. Mm-hmm. He's just all in it for the praise. Right. It's like, oh, they got this for notoriety and, and poetry and da 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 uh, and then, you know, then uh, they finally get into... Uh, large whiskey. Large the large whiskey. <laughs> then the petite whiskey. <laughs> then the then big the whiskey, whiskey again. again. Then the whiskey all at the same time. Um, but... They sneak in. Uh, Morgan Freeman and Kid go to dip out to talk to the sex workers, like, mm-hmm. or to have a good time. Both to talk. But being that Clint Eastwood is such a Debbie Downer, he's like, like "No, I'll just sit this table alone and I, shiver." I'm yeah. like, Get that man a jacket. It, he's it, cold. He's it, pouring. It's pouring rain out. He's 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 shivering. Oh. He put even pushes a glass of whiskey away from him that was poured. <laughs> he's just a sad old <laughs> man. And then Gene Hack Gene Hackman walks into the bar. Comes and it's like, I, I, like I want your pistols. <laughs> You didn't give your pistols. Or it's like, I didn't have any pistols. Yeah. Oh, yeah? What's this, then? Uh, <laughs> That's your pistol, That's sir. a pistol? <laughs> you, uh, you tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> this this powder's wet. It's for shooting snakes. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to anyway. And then he proceeds to beat the shit out of oh Clint Eastwood. And the whores watch <laughs> with their eyes, just staring constantly. This is who we hired? <laughs> <laughs> but he gets the shit kicked out of him. Uh, Morgan Freeman and the kid... Sneak out, Ned and the kid sneak out of the horse. They tumble out in like a comedic scene. Like, get, get, go Mor- get out Morgan here. takes a tumble. <laughs> Morgan takes a tumble. Not Samuel. Samuel took a tumble in Unbreakable. There's a different tumble. <laughs> and then there's a shattered cane. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't wait. Um, but then they meet up, you know, the, the nurses, um, uh, Delilah, Hayden yeah. Delilah, the cut-up whore, nurses Clint <laughs> What's it like help. in New York City? I know, we, we made that reference a couple times <laughs> when you were in the bathroom. Oh. Hey there, Delilah, your face looks pretty shitty, but <laughs> you're nursing me back to health because, girl, you look so pretty. Oh. Yes, you do. But, uh, Delilah's the nice one. She takes a liking to, uh, money. She's like, you know what, maybe we can... That's a little bit later on, but yeah. we, we figure out that, you know, um, money gets a little bit of cold feet. He's like, I saw the angel of death. I don't really want to do this anymore. Let me rest here a bit. You guys go out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Ned and... Um, Schofield. Schofield no, kid. Ned and Schofield. Ned and Schofield kid go off and they're like, we'll, we'll hunt them without you. And we, we just get some bonding between Delilah and... Um, money. Money. Just because they're alone together for three days, like nursing, yeah. she's nursing him back to health, mm. and she goes, "You know, I could give you a free one if you asked for it." And he goes, "You're mighty pretty, but my wife wouldn't <laughs> let me have it." And she's like, oh, well, but she's also kind of self-conscious, of course, fact, yeah, because like she, she's, she's cut up with a heart of gold, as they all are. He's mm-hmm. like, "No, like I, I, I don't mean because like you're cut up or anything like that. Like yeah, we mm-hmm. both got scars, but you know, I'm faithful." Faithful to my wife. Yeah, like, oh, he was kind of charming. Yeah, I'm happy you're faithful to your wife. And she was like, "Well, I mean." Uh, I I would have done it for you if, or he was saying, uh, you know, I, I would have done it with you if uh, if I did want a free one. Yeah, yeah. but I don't. I, I'd have fucked you. <laughs> they could have just said blowjobs, <laughs> but free one. 
it skips past the censors of 1992. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I really liked... No, that's not how I meant to introduce the sentence. I actually have one <laughs> big question about this Ooh. film, which is, you know, the whole time our protagonists, our killers, were hearing that, you know, th- there was a, a whore they were meant to rescue who had been cut up, mm-hmm. eyes gouged out. Yeah. Like tits all cut off or teats, that's, I guess. That's just another trope. I'm yeah, another like, hearsay thing. But like, yeah. you know, it's like she said that, he said that. Yeah, but nobody ever questions it. They're just like, oh, so you're the you're the cut up whore. No, I think they I don't, know. I don't, yeah, I don't, they know that it's like an exaggeration. Yeah, yeah. who else? Yeah, you don't need it's to call tales because we hear all these things that might not have really happened. Mm. It's not as if you have to call that much attention to it. The only fact that you call that attention to is when the kid is uh they refer to him as blind or like yeah. like or he's only nearsighted because uh that that comes into play because like we need a guy that can see that can shoot mm-hmm. you know like like you can put two and two together to know that, that, that you know when once they see this girl that's cut up or like or Clint Eastwood it's like oh like you know you're just a tall tale mm-hmm. you know you were just cut up a little bit you know mm-hmm. but enough to be like you know like yeah now, this is worth, you know, like, killing somebody over, maybe. Yeah, could be. Mm-hmm. I, I still would have liked a little more, like, I guess, exposition on that point. Mm-hmm. So they find the group, Clint and crew, find, I think it's Mike Dewey? Davey. Davey. Little Davey. Little Davey and the mm-hmm. other one. Quick Mike. Quick, quick Mike Quick Mike is the other one. And okay. the other one. <laughs> well, they're with some <laughs> friends, and they're shooting them from a ridge. Mm. But Morgan Freeman's like hand is shaking, like I'm too old for this. The, I can't the, do the it. Parkinson's is getting to oh, me, and he's like, I can't do it. And the kid's like, Well, I can't do it. All I can do is say, Did you hit him? Did you hit him? Are you uh, gonna hit him? I he, felt like if he, I, I would be like, Boy, let me backhand the, you. The biggest bullshitters are, are, the, are the people that just talk all the time. And look at mm-hmm. Clint, a man of few words. He's like, Give me the gun. I'll try. Mm-hmm. I haven't done this in a while, but my dead wife would surely not like me doing it, but I'll try my best. I'll hit him. And then I guess. <laughs> using aimbots, he hits and kills one of them. <laughs> I think it's Dewey. I don't, I don't remember which one dies. I don't... Davey. Da- Dewey. <laughs> Dewey, Dewey Cox. Dewey Cox. Dewey. <laughs> Dewey. Uh, Dewey. That's how I remember it now. From DuckTales. Ooh. Dewey, Dewey and Dewey. Um, but he kills one of them and he's like, I've been shot! I, which is a Western thing. There's yeah. constantly like, like, I'm dying! I think that was like a thing back in the day. They're like, I've been shot! Because that happens in True We should have cut up no whores then! <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a scene in True Grit where it's like, I've been shot! I'm dying! I'm going! I'm gone. And then he dies. <laughs> oh, with Robert Duvall? The new one. Oh, the never mind. Which is also good. Alright. Because that's when they had yeah. the two guys in the cabin. Yeah, and it's, it's the like, same scene. It's like, I can't do anything about uh, you. Uh, mm-hmm. You're dying. Yeah. So that's it. That's mm-hmm. all I'm going to do. I'm John Wayne. Mm-hmm. Where's my paycheck? Um, <laughs> I'm an avid new... Which, uh, 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 speaking of John Wayne, the Duke is also in reference to John Wayne because he's often referred to, nicknamed as the Duke. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, 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 I didn't do I'm enough. Not a big John Wayne why. person. He did some things in his career that I don't take kindly. Like to. racist things. A lot of racist things. Of course. That, I mean, it was a different time back then, as we often say. <laughs> it was comedy. <laughs> it went, oh, fuck you! It went <laughs> comedy. It went comedy. But I don't know. I feel like Clint, even though he's the modern day equivalent, yeah. is better in my book because I grew up with him and I liked him on TV. So, yeah, he gets his ass. Uh, but he shoots one, he dies. Give him a drink of water. Give yeah. him a drink of he's water. Like, I'm thirsty. I'm, I'm thirsty, boys. Oh, like, get back drink for I God, God damn it. Yeah. Davey dies and 
despite them getting one, Ned's like, you know what, I can't do this anymore, I'm gonna go back home. Uh, Clint's is like, I'll give you your share, just wait out for me. Just like, check out my boys, yeah. or my, my, my boy, children. See if they're still alive. Yeah. How old are they now? How many, how many chickens have they killed? <laughs> it's been ten years. And we never checked in with them we again. We never saw them again, so I assume they both died. But... <laughs> The Canadian smallpox. <laughs> Ned runs off, and Little Bill is still fixing the house, and we find out that he's been captured. Ned's yeah. been captured. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Little Bill's like, I'm gonna beat the information out of him, whips him publicly, which is, uh, ooh, this is going there. I was like, is Morgan Freeman gonna die? Or are they gonna keep him somewhere? Is it gonna be a rescue mission? Turned out to be a lot darker than I thought. And mm. there, I, I felt, I was always concerned why these people were blaming the whores, just because they paid these... Ruffians. I was like, I didn't real. This is the point of the movie where I'm like, what is up, Gene Hackman's ass? Why is he doing this to people? I, I think it's just like a smack of pride. I think that's. Oh. I think it's all what it really comes well, down pride to. Pride comes before the fall, as we see. Mm. But I don't know. I just was like, I don't find this believable. Like, I, justice isn't served, and he knows it. You can see he knows it. he wants to I, be a good man. I, I think a lot of it also comes down to like the deal that they made as, mm. as well, because like the, the like the pony deal that they had in terms of like. Like, yeah, like a one nice pony. Them over. So it's like, so, so maybe it has to do with like, you know, like, uh, F- F- like future like uh, partnership maybe, maybe where it's like you know like oh because you did this thing you uh, you're owed mm-hmm. this but like maybe you're owed something else. Well, it's down, like an down, out, like out down, call, down the line. Code, maybe like he's done that in his past because too, something similar. One scene we uh, we we glossed over is like them bringing the the ponies yeah, over, mm-hmm. which um you know it's like. Like oh you're, like you're not gonna take this pony. I brought this pony for this whore, but then like the skinny's like oh we'll see about that. Where it's mm-hmm. like because oh, maybe I'm entitled to more ponies yeah. that more down the line that mm-hmm. you're you're maybe entitled to raise for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know then like the whores are throwing sh- piles of shit at yeah. them. It's like even though he this this one dude who didn't cut up the whore. No, and it's morally great too because he's like you know this is way nicer than the horses I would give him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I want you to have. Well, this is the best of like, like yeah the like, best. Like, I'm really sorry. So it's like, everyone is morally gray. No yeah. one's good, no one's bad. There, which there, I like about Westerns, that's usually the case. This is actually what I, 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 I almost want to touch on, because, like, no one's really a good person in this yeah. movie. Yeah. You know? Every- or a completely bad person, even though True. Clint has killed children and women. We didn't see that, so like, it uh, could be more tall tales. It's, 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 everyone has, like, a middle ground for everything. Everyone has their own sense of justice, maybe, for, like, what's happening here. Even uh, English Bob, by the end, when he's, like, uh being like pulled away out of town at, yeah. he's like he's even cursing the whores even the ones like the, the ladies that like, he was like coming in to like yeah. say like I'm gonna that kill he waves I'm, I'm gonna kill for yeah. her like yeah. uh, like I'm gonna take your money and kill these men and he's like a plague on you you, you, you disgusting <laughs> give whores give me his best Shakespearean rendition of a pox <laughs> on your houses a pox <laughs> so I thought I thought that's pretty fascinating for what this movie has to offer mm-hmm. like what it's trying to say maybe mm. meanwhile at the shitter <laughs> there's uh, money and the kid are waiting outside the shit house for all these uh, ruffians to take a shit which good thing they have to literally take a shit every 10 seconds they're like is that the one no the next one 10 minutes later oh no we'll, we'll wait for the next oh there he is this, the I'm just gonna this poorly drawn photo and quick just... mic comes out to the shitter <laughs> And, uh, and then he he opens up the first shooter. And and like, no one's there. I'm like, where'd he who, go? Houdini. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, there's another door right here. And he opens it. I'm like, bitch. Assassins. <laughs> yeah. and like, fatty is like. Fatty. Bless fatty. fatty. Assassins. Get him. It's like an episode of Bonanza. And then uh, I, you had this idea where it's like, he's going to fuck this all up for them. Yeah. I thought he wasn't going to take the shot. I like, was like. Like not Christian Slater. Because like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, 
don't 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 kill me on the shitter which for for me is one of my greatest fears is dying on the shitter in any way possible because <laughs> nobody wants to die that Elvis way did Elvis die on the shitter? because it's embar- you, you've been in Big Fish too long you've seen that movie too much there's I, I, a kid that dies on the shitter but in that, that that doesn't happen in the musical oh but it, but that is embar- what? that is an embar- that is an embarrassing death. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to find me on the shitter. If I ever find my if say if I I'm in ghost form and I find myself floating above my dead body and someone's like don't come in don't come in ah oh, god damn it and then I'm just like like because also your body's still decomposing and so your shit's coming out of your body but and you shit when you die so technically you will but die still like yeah, that's like, true so but it, but you know your like, biggest fear is it's like be your biggest yeah, pants are out of the angles maybe you're looking at some porn and well like Mark. To make you feel better, you'll be dead, so you won't care either way. But like, <laughs> my, my 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 ghost spirit is looking at me. Uh, so they get their guy. They get Quick Mike, who turned out to not be so quick after all. No. Mm-hmm. Quick to uh, shit. They, they skedaddle off, and the ruffians are shooting in all different directions, just missing them. We find that uh, the kid is drinking whiskey, all shooken up, and money is just standing there, like, "What's the matter, kid?" He's like. You know those flies about, I told you about killing those five men. I ain't ever killed no one. I hit someone in the kneecap with a shovel one time, but that's about it. It's like, Take yeah. a drink, kid. That yeah. was my first kill. Yeah. It's like, hell of a thing killing a man. <laughs> yeah. Take away all he's got and all he's ever gonna be. And that's like one of my favorite fucking lines mm. that, uh... Good Clint line. Yeah. It's what's ever said utter. Because like, this is also his last western and I feel like all of his characters previously almost culminate to like what this character is for yeah, him in a way because he's killed so many men. I mean, obviously, like he he really played like a bad person in mm-hmm. those movies. I mean, he's killed a lot of guys. Yeah, he does. But like, uh, I I think just like in terms of like the body count for those films and uh, what they come to to what this movie is because like he's like it's like were you ever scared? And like the kid says, and he's like, I can't remember. You know, I was drunk mm. most of the time, and just I think that's so cool because, like, maybe it speaks to his character in, in, in some way as well, mm. like outside of film, some because, like, you know, he's a big movie star, and yeah. I, I was like, that's back to like the quote that I said earlier. Where it's like, it's like, you know, like I just don't care, like in terms of if I win an Oscar, mm-hmm. I make too much money. He's just doing it. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit cocky. Yeah. It's yeah. you know, well, uh, he's been around. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Like I said, I can't hate him. Mm-hmm. I love him too much. Yeah, and I feel like the only way his character could kill is if like he's not really aware that he's doing it. Yeah. If... Or if Delilah's ghost gets him permission. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, like you see, you see the kid crying, like, like through through him, like rec- like recollecting like his this moment that he he just had for himself, like mm-hmm. killing killing this man. And he's like, oh, like at least he had it coming. But like this is a line you hear throughout the the course of the movie. It's like uh, he had it coming, they had it coming, and then Eastwood just goes. We all have it coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think yeah. it's really cryptic. Yeah. Oh, I love that whole exchange between them. Because mm. all he's thinking about, like, he just wants to get this money and get it over with. That's he it. Does, he he wants to want, go back home. That's it. He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't want any more of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't. Oh, he did kill one person. I was gonna say mm-hmm. like he didn't kill anyone yet, but he did. Yeah. So he's like starting to slip back into old ways, maybe. But um, one of the the sex workers rides up on a horse, gives them their money. And then he's like, well, we're going to just go split this with Ned and call it a day. And she's like, what? You didn't hear? Ned's dead. And he's Ned, like, Ned's dead. Ned's dead. Ned's dead. Ned's dead. And then he rides his Harley out with his, with his, uh, his French girlfriend. <laughs> oh, Pulp Fiction. What a time. Is that Pulp Fiction? It is Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Thank God. I was like, oh, 
<laughs> but Nan's dad and Clint Eastwood goes the fuck off. And, like, as she's like muttering all these lines, yeah, and she's he's like, like, "Oh, and, I'm sorry." And, and as he's under, yeah. like, asking for more information, he he takes the bottle from the kid mm-hmm. and and just nonchalant and just starts swigging it. And, yeah. and it's like it's not like even like a almost a focus on it. It's just no. like it's it's almost yeah. You got to point it out because I wouldn't have noticed it. I was like, oh, he's like like I wasn't paying attention mm-hmm. to that specifically. I was like, oh, he's drinking again. And I was like, oh, he is. Ooh, this is adding. Ooh, the layers, the layers. Yeah, I loved it. Um. But it's just funny that Morgan Freeman didn't give up anything until he was, like, at death's door. Then he gave up everything, which is kind of, like, man crumble. Which, know? if I can now like, add on to, like, the whole Daryl Gates thing where, like, um, uh, he was part of, like, the Rodney King yeah. beatings. And about six weeks before this movie came out, he had actually uh, resigned from being police chief of the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, from the, uh, uh, police force or whatever. From the police force. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I thought that was uh, pretty fascinating because like just like him like because it's a whole it's a whipping scene yeah uh, with gene hackman and uh uh morgan freeman uh so it's 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 disturbing mm-hmm. in to some regard so yeah it's just sad that gene hackman had to come to that and beat him to death mm-hmm. even though he was technically innocent he didn't kill anyone yeah or do anything it was just like the lies that he was like uttering and then like rebuttaling mm-hmm. in terms of like it's like it's like oh, so i'm gonna bring these horses and they're gonna like uh say some things that they heard previously to like what you just heard right now or what you told me and if they don't if, if they don't match up to like what you're saying mm-hmm. then i'm gonna get really mad mm-hmm. you know so it's you, there's this level of anger that built that uh little bill like holds back and uh and because like they, even like the horse ever it's like he didn't mean to kill him yeah no he just he kept just pressing for information yeah. so it's like no, no yeah it's uh it's pretty sad. Well, anyways, it's money. Money's yeah. coming to town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's pouring rain. And everyone's in the bar drinking. You go, you get two shots for bringing them in. Yeah. And the whores upstairs are just like, mm, this ain't going to turn out well. It's like, we're going to track down these <laughs> son of a bitches yeah. down to all these farmhouses. We're going to, it, it turns into like, uh, if you ever watched, uh, uh, oh God, I forget what it was Boys called. No, no, no. no. <laughs> was it, like, this is also a 90s movie. Um, uh, what was it, the one-armed man with a uh, Harrison Ford? Yeah, that's the, right. uh, like, Tommy Lee Jones is like, we're gonna search every barn house, hen house, uh, outhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, it turns well, into that kind it, of scene. It's just funny because this happens in so many other Clint Eastwood movies. Like it's older stuff. They're looking for him. Yeah, and they can't find him. But like, he just around. shows up at, at yeah. death's door yeah. for all these guys and just steps into this bar, and everyone's like, "We're the only one with his gun drawn." And it's shit. like sixty on one, and they're like, "Oh shit!" With Morgan Freeman also out in, in, a, in a, a coffin, a, a coffin, coffin uh, with which says like you know like this is what happens to assassins around mm-hmm. here and but then, he just walks in pulls a gun it's like who who's the owner of this establishment <laughs> not skinny <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, it's like I, I own this place blows him away and then gene, gene hackman's like well uh, you're a cowardly yeah, son of a you bitch you just killed kill he's like well he should have armed himself yeah. He's decorate my saloon with uh, he's gonna decorate his saloon with my friend oh. and it's like oh that's oh, awesome oh shit's going down and then he's like get out of the way boys and he shoots Gene Hackman oh no no, no, oh. no it's, a, it's a like a misfire oh yeah, yeah and it, it's a like I, <laughs> he's shocked at first like yeah. it's like, like alright alright Kill the son of a bitch. He's, he he yeah. stumbles to pull his gun out. He throws uh, the, the shotgun. shotgun pulls his ah, gun, gun. Shoots him. Hold and, this for me. And and, and, and then he tells uh, he shoots almost all the deputies. Yeah. And, he, and then five and, and four four deputies and then Gene yeah. Hackman. And he tells everybody else where it's like anybody want to get killed better go out the back. Now the funny <laughs> thing about this is that he fired six shots. Yeah. He's threatening so people. So it's a clue. One plus he, one plus two plus he, one. He's threatening one plus people one plus with an with an un, with an empty pistol. I think that's ah. so 
awesome because I counted. I because uh, where was Wadsworth the buff butler? One plus one plus two plus one plus two plus one plus one plus two plus one. Is this a Six clue shots? reference? Yes, it's clue. You <laughs> Neanderthals. Oh, we'll get to that. At least like at least I got it right. But uh, I think that I think that's pretty cool of him. And then he just sets his gun down, drinks his whiskey, and then who's still alive? Gene Hackman. No. The power of Satan. Well, kind of. It's Bochamp. Uh, well, and he's like, I've been shot. Like, you ain't <laughs> shot. And so he's questioning the whole situation. Like, like, it's like, yeah. so who, who, who James, did you first? Or he's like, who, who, like, like, who, like, who, who, yeah. who are you aiming for? It's like, like I've been, I was lucky. <laughs> he's like, uh, but I was, but I've been always been lucky. lucky when I'm killing people. It's like reporters after like, so, a basketball also game. Then, and, and then he's like, <laughs> going oh, to Disneyland. But all, all I know is he's going to be last. So because he's because Bochamp's doing that thing where it's like he's fascinated by by killers. Like mm-hmm. and he, and he thinks he's gonna pass the buck, but now Gene Hackman, now to uh to William Money, but he's he's like, fuck you, I'm not gonna be part of whatever story you're gonna tell. Mm-hmm. So you better get out of here before and I kill you. And who should crawl to like, cling to life but Gene, Gene Hackman's corpse? But to no avail. <laughs> yeah, tries to shoot, goes, I can't die like this. And he's and he like, goes, I was building a house, <laughs> yeah. but like that's also like kind of reminiscent. Like maybe he was like, that. That's also like speaking metaphorically to like the town he was building yeah. and the character that for himself yeah. yeah so I think that's because like he's he's building a life for himself exactly yeah. getting away from like whatever character he used to be mm. and mm. so I, I, it's like deserves got nothing to do with it <laughs> bang but, like, it's like this is the this is the last line that they, the two of them utter for each other it's like I'll see you in hell William Money oh, yeah. and, and, and he just caught uh, Clint Eastwood cocks his gun and he's just like yeah <laughs> And then, and then yeah. he's like, mm-hmm. he, Gene Hammond just like takes a breath, but it's like you hear like throughout like the like previous like the last hour of the movie where it's like, oh, like Little Bill doesn't get scared, he doesn't get scared like rumors, and then you see instant fear on his face, and I mm-hmm. think that's so cool about yeah. that. Cool, this movie's cool. Swag, yeah, he's and got he swag. Shoots him, dad. Wa- dad shoots him, dad. <laughs> shoots him, dad. The dad, Ned's dad. Ned's dad. Ned's dad. Ned's dad. Ned's dad. My dad? No, Ned's dad. <laughs> My the <name>. turtle. <laughs> My name's no, Ned. Well, Ned's dad. <laughs> and money walks out. We forgot to mention that he splits the money with the kid. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. they go separate ways. We don't see the kid again. But he goes back to a scroll of text yeah. <laughs> he's never seen him again. Mm. He, we get a wall of text that's like he moved off and he was selling, uh, not baked goods, uh, dry, <laughs> dry goods. Yeah, sure dry he was. was. He started a bakery <laughs> in Paris. Cupcakes. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, simple end for but, a simple movie. Sort of uh, a pie so shop. And yeah. then, uh, like uh, his 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 wife's mother never knew like why she married such like an evil, violent man mm. of such disdain. Yeah. But like, hey, yeah, yeah. that's a mystery for another time. The film ends. So, final thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I like I said, I was introduced to this movie so uh, at a younger age uh, by my dad and. Uh, I grew up around westerns never really fell into the trope of like I love westerns I want to watch westerns all the time um, but uh, it, it does take the western approach from what I'm f- uh, familiar with in terms of uh, more for John Wayne I think and, 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 and more, a little so for Clint Eastwood in terms of his classic uh, uh, pictures and really does turn it on its head in terms of uh you know like here's the titular uh character and like and who's the uh uh good person who's uh trying to do good uh uh by his own right but he has a very checkered past and 
uh, uh, he you mentioned he mentions to himself and other people uh, all his misdeeds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you also see like the the sheriff uh, who's meant to be lawful, but he's also also an evil person to his own disdain. Uh, and uh, the horse, to some extent, are, are 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 sort of evil in themselves. But like this is also what we talked about earlier, where it's uh, everyone has shades of gray and, and throughout this whole movie. And Fifty shades of gray, you could say. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, everyone, everyone for the, is, for the three way. Everyone <laughs> is sort of right uh, to their to their own extent, and mm. I think that's sort of fascinating about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just kind of play off the the theme of urban legends and myths and who we uh, tend to see in, in a real world scenario, I think. So mm. I think that's, this movie's really good. Mm. I really like it. Mm. I thoroughly enjoyed this film. Uh, as a proponent of Westerns, which you didn't know beforehand, which was surprising to me, mm. um, I really love Clint Daddy, young Clint Daddy, especially. <laughs> um, that Sergio Leone, all those spaghetti Westerns are like on my shelf in the other room. I was going to suggest them first, but you beat me to it. And I'm glad you did because I never saw this. Mm-hmm. And I never saw... I, I, Honestly, I'd like I heard of this once or twice, but I never got around to watching it. Mm-hmm. And it was surprising just to see Clint play opposite tropes that he usually plays. Uh, slightly different western, you know. It went a different way than I was expecting. It wasn't as violent as I was expecting. More soul searching. The hours flew by. It didn't feel like two hours. Yeah, it felt shorter than that. Mm-hmm. So I was appreciative of that. I thought it felt kind of long, actually. Oh, really? But long in like a kind of an epic sweeping sense. Sort of like, way. yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I'll explain a little later. I guess I'm used to this because the good and bad and ugly is really long. Mm. Yeah, and that plays out forever. <laughs> it feels long, but it's good. So I guess I was used to a little bit longer. Mm. But great pick. Yeah, no, I really liked it. I, I really like kind of how it examines I think it examines like the western genre as a whole and it deals with like all its many tropes it like kind of subverts a lot or gives a justification to a lot of it mm-hmm. It, I think it deals with just all of westerns really um, there's uh, there are a lot of I mean like the big thing big theme that we were talking about the uh, kind of fabrication of so many myths of and grandeur. stories and yeah. tales, yeah. Yeah. things like that, that really went a long way in like establishing uh, all of these characters' place in their world, um, who they are, and like how it might have, um, it might have like kind of been speaking to like other former westerns, like okay, don't believe everything you hear, like. It just seemed a lot more realistic and factual than, I mean, as someone who's never really seen like many westerns, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how true this is what I'm saying, but yeah. you know, yeah. I think this is like a pretty good introduction that'll probably have a lot more meaning uh, after I do, more, yeah, after I expose myself more to the genre. I, I think I understand why you, why you kind of refer to Logan as a western because mm. uh, it has a similar burden. It, it, it feels the same. Feels more similar. to this, uh, to an extent, because uh, there, you know, do you remember when Logan uh, gets those uh, comic X Men comic books uh, and yeah. he's flipping through them as if like these are uh, heightened exploits of mm-hmm. like uh, the X Men's like adventures? Obviously, like. Uh, it plays to the, those extents in, in a way, for, both from a film and comic book uh, perspective. But like he's like, this isn't how it, it, it was, you know. Like you know, like you're living a fantasy or stuff like that, and like where they need to go isn't exactly a safe haven for 
these uh these young mutants or stuff like that so mm-hmm. i do i do I, get I, I do get what you you say that's about this. true now this now i think relates to this film as well so yeah. um i wasn't I, even thinking of it like that mm-hmm. um when i was talking about logan well because i hadn't really thought of that as a fixture of the genre but yeah i can definitely see it now like mm-hmm. seeing your own like having to come face to face with your own like legend and legacy mm-hmm. yeah uh, like that's past, that's really cool past having yeah you take that into effect yeah um but like uh i guess logan in particular what i was what i was thinking of was um yeah as somebody who doesn't really know it was just like having a singular goal um kind of like they're high stakes um personally but not like on a grand basis mm. it's not it's not like like an Avengers movie where you're trying to save yeah. the world or anything. Yeah, like it's you're... in their world. Yeah. You know, yeah, their stakes are high. Definitely, they've got a lot to. And uh, yeah, I, I probably just I don't know, like the way the fight scenes were shot and yeah, I don't really. I, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I, I no, I like to give it a second view and so yeah. just to see if I, how I can compare it to it. But uh, yeah, I like I, the I, point I you brought up. Cool. Definitely. Well, I think it's pretty cool that you brought it up too because uh, I I had no correlation of like thinking of it as a western, but mm. like now like. Um, sort of correlating with uh, with this film, so it, it it definitely has similar motifs mm-hmm. that uh, I I like to uh, 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 and compare I, it to. Yeah, and I think the pacing was probably pretty similar as well between the two. Mm-hmm. Like this one, I felt I don't know if it was like kind of slow for the first hour hour and a half, like basically before all the action. I don't know if I'd call it slow because a lot of it was interesting and entertaining and really necessary to like understanding i think what they were trying to go for as a whole what they were trying to speak on yeah but um yeah i don't know mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah right. but uh, i do have i do have one question oh. though who who is or maybe what is oh. unforgiven mm. that you know that that's a qu- i think it's clint's past deeds unforgiven that, that made him the man he was he couldn't yeah. forgive himself yeah that's a question I try to ask myself. For Everyone's this movie. unforgiven. It, it, I'm unforgiven. Yeah, I kind of think so. It, it possibly could. I mean, like, you know, it's that house is unforgivable because he couldn't build it. <laughs> Those hogs are <laughs> yeah, unforgivable. Yeah, they got the fever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, like this is the only um, name uh, change for the script itself was just like the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, opposed to the other two names, which almost seemed kind of off-putting. Uh, what were they? Uh, they were the uh, the killings. The cut horror. Uh, the uh, the William Money killings or mm. the uh, the the cut cut whore killings. Oh yeah. So yeah, I, this this definitely has a more uh, appeasing name. Oh, yeah. uh, to those. Mm. I mean, you it, can look at it either way. Anyway. Definitely. Yeah, I think it it is. I think it kind of speaks like his reputation. Like the only reason he was involved in this at all was because some kid heard about him. Mm. Yeah. And that's kind of where it all led to, and yeah. it brought him back to that blood money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. and that happens with a lot of characters too no but I, I really like that I feel like every character had substance every character had weight to them they yeah it was, they all had their own complexities it, it added a lot Really, mm-hmm. I, I was impressed Yeah. very right. nice well with that can I end the episode with a WW bone shum tongue lick <laughs> if that's a gift <laughs> oh, can we yeah. gift that oh yeah we'll get tech on that right <laughs> 
All right. Yeah. <laughs> they nodded. Thank, thanks, they guys. thanks, you, guys. You guys, you, you make this show possible. <laughs> yeah, you're the unsung Not heroes. the listeners. We couldn't do it without you. Um, anyways, is there anywhere our audience can reach us? Um, you can reach me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram. Um, what else can you reach me on? Oh, Dragon Me JK on Twitter. You can find my other Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli podcast at Anime Was Not a Mistake. Uh, coming at you with Grave of the Fireflies next episode. A real tearjerker. Don't watch that if you don't want to cry. And you can find Nightcaps at the theater on most social media platforms. Nice. Too. I got a. I think I'm gonna try to do this Instagram thing a little bit more. My mm. name is uh, MattCab1210 on there, or my name, my handle. I don't know what they call them these days. And uh, outside of that, you could find me. Uh, I think uh, August. Under the bridge. <laughs> Pornhub. Grasses. Winnie the Pooh hole. No, now I'm on. Now I'm on Reddit. Reddit. Reddit's a treasure trove. Yeah, I've been on Reddit a lot too. But, uh, hmm, I guess August 25th or 26th, whatever the Sunday is, I'll be watching uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, so join me there. A, where can we reach you? <laughs> you can reach me over at uh, MZBro Jr. over on Instagram, or you can reach me at Man Who Wears Hats over on Twitter. Mm, and do mm. we have any hints for our next choice, which is from... Matthew Cabrera? I've got a hint. This is actually a good one. I've been cooking this. Yeah, one. I'll leave it when I hear it. Let's see. My hint is this is a movie, and I will probably forget it when I come over here. Uh, <laughs> and John will have to cry. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> He's drunk. I, I still gotta, I gotta shell out like the ninety dollars. This is gonna cost. What? Uh, that's not my hint. But <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay. Are we re- using a laser disc? Oh, God. Uh, I have to watch it on, like, a, a, a fucking speak and say. <laughs> the movie says, ooh. We gotta, hire, we gotta hire tech to work the crank. The movie says, I drink your milkshake. Ooh. That would have been a good choice. Yeah. Mm, that's also Another epic, yeah. Long. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I think my next one's short. I don't quite remember, but... All right, my last romance movie ended on a train my next my next romance film starts on a train choo choo motherfuckers stay the fuck tuned but we were picked on breakable (laughs) did you enjoy the show I'd offer my own commentary, but I've still got popcorn kernels in my teeth and a slight aftertaste of gin I just can't seem to get rid of. Maybe I shouldn't use it as mouthwash anymore. If you would like to offer your own two cents on the podcast, be sure to rate, review, and dare I say, even subscribe. Don't forget to find us on most social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Nightcap Cinema. Don't be afraid to join the conversation, offer your own take on the films we watch, or even suggest something that we should see. We are always welcome and open to all feedback. After all, everyone's a critic. Can I be real for a second? As an avid podcast listener and newbie podcast creator, I better understand now more than ever just how much work and dedication it takes to create and share things through this medium. By taking just a few seconds out of your extremely busy days, you can honestly make a world of difference even for us. Just a couple of millions who talk about movies for shigs on the internet. I would like to personally thank anyone who contributes in any way. Remember, it's all possible 
thanks to listeners like you. Thank you. What do you mean that's not gonna fly with PBS? You think those antique road-showing geriatrics are gonna listen? You have got to be kidding me! Ugh, we'll just cut it in post.